Collectors Podcast, Season 3, Episode Number 6. And tonight we welcome Marty back to the show. Welcome, Marty. Thanks for having me. What's going on, man? Yeah, all good. All good, thanks. Yeah, it's good to see you, Marty. How have you been? Yeah, good. Uh, just playing a lot of uh, Sega Saturn at the moment. I've, uh, this month, I've had a, a new gameplay video every day. Um from a massive backlog of, of games I've recorded and uh, got some, yeah, some really cool games. And most, most of them are full playthroughs. That's cool. Some, some uh, got some obscure things like a Shin Megami Tensei Japanese exclusive, which I couldn't play longer than half an hour. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> haven't got a clue what's going on. But, it's cool yeah. to upload that content though. Cause like a lot of those games, might have one, two, or maybe even like no videos on YouTube. So, you know, that footage people. Yeah. I Interesting. Think, uh, I, got, I got a lot of views on Crazy Ivan just for, for no reason. That that got got like a thousand views in a day, uh, which normally I'd get about 50 odd views or something. But for some reason, Crazy Ivan just hit the jackpot. <laughs> That's you hit them, hit the algorithm. That's what just people were feeling that day. Yeah. Yeah, I always feel like uh, if you're a JRPG fan, I think that's the bane of everyone's existence is like how many amazing games there are there haven't been translated. And like, and I, I swear, like every real fan has tried. So they're like, I'll just give it a go. I'll get a game and I'll see how far it's, you just can't. It's like, you're like, I don't even yeah. know what I'm doing. Am I equipping gear, selling gear, using magic? What am I doing here? <laughs> I, I Back back in the day, I used to have uh, Actraiser on the, on the Super NES. Um, Japanese version and I didn't realize that that had a simulation mode in it you know half of it is an action platformer um but the other half is a simulation a god game and that was all in Japanese and so many options you just have to work them out no internet you know nothing to help you yeah, Thank God, no, yeah. Uh, I can play Japanese games with my uh Google Translate on my phone I just show it you know it, it translates live off the the camera footage that's and cool. uh so that's, that's really, really cool. useful 
it's not perfect, but it it's it's great when it rewrites things on the screen for you. I mean, not for story mode, but you know, for options and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you you know how to select easy mode. You know, that's all you need is easy mode in these games. Yeah. <laughs> One of my buddies, um, psyched PS2, who was on the podcast uh, last year or so, he's collecting a full power PS2 set on his YouTube channel. He's playing through every single PS2 game, and I find it interesting. Oh to go on his channel and view by like most viewed videos because it's it's really interesting what games people want to watch. It's not the ones you expect. It's like, yeah, completely out yeah. of the way. Go and check it out for yourselves. It, it would be really interesting. Yeah, we'll do. That will take some time. I, I don't think you've got enough life to uh, play all the PS2 games. How many are there? There's thousands. There's like 2,200 or something. He, yeah, he's, getting yeah. he's been doing this for almost a decade now and he's getting there. Well, that's a good start, 10 years. But the thing is that a lot of them are longer, aren't they? They're not like an hour like the older consoles. You know, most of them, you're talking about 10 hours at least. Uh, um, his, he doesn't 100% the games, but he plays through to like the credits or if it's like a... Yeah, game, I, that's what scene. I do as well. No, he's got to play like all the uh, Gran Turismo's, get all the cars, all the upgrades, unlock everything. He's got to complete 100%. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure he did at one point. Like, yeah. I, I Maybe he's just getting he likes. No, it's everything. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's God. bad. I don't what's next. <laughs> yeah, I might. Uh... I do that sometimes, hundred percent of the game, but very rarely. It depends if I really love it or not, you know. Uh, but yeah, like a Mario and a Zelda game, they're getting a hundred percented every time. Like except may, maybe not this uh, Tears of the Kingdom though, because I stopped. I haven't finished it yet because the way I was playing was trying to hundred percent it. So I was, uh, you know, marking off regions, you know, with with a guidebook and that you know you know stuff that that's really obscure and you're never going to find you know because there's that much in the game and no mm-hmm. waypoints or anything um but i started doing that and it got a little bit it was starting to get a bit long i'm about 150 to 200 hours in and i still didn't bother finishing it and so i, I keep thinking i need to get back and finish the bloody game but uh and I, i'm the same the every time i put it in I can't play it for more than five minutes. It's just like, there's so much to do. And I look at my yeah. quest line and I just like do this and that. And I'm just like, you know, maybe I'll get back to it in a few more months. Let's put it down again. Yeah. I I did it for Breath of the Wild. I uh, did about 200 hours the first go. And then when the DLC came out, I put another 100 hours into 100% it. So I was thinking maybe I'll do the same with this but i was trying to not complete the game so that i've only got the boring bit to do at the end you know 200 hours of boring bit i I wanted to split it through you know play um play story within the 100 percent. but then i ignored the story and i'm (laughs) haven't even finished it in 150 hours i did the same thing (laughs) i finished all the recipes and I've like <laughs> doing every. I haven't finished all the shrines, but I was like unlocking them all and on the underground. I was making sure I found every one of the lights. So like the whole map's explored. So once I actually want to yeah. play things, so I don't have to unlock the map. And yeah, 
the underground is a bit of a mm, bit of a time waster really there's nothing really that interesting in there i mean it, it looks awesome but uh i don't know it just I, I like the fact that you get you go onto the the islands at the on the top um top level in the sky and you can un you can unlock a, a treasure chest you find a treasure chest and that gives you a map into the underground so it gives you a reason to explore the underground because you'll find a chest that you wouldn't have found just by exploring it's well hidden you'd only find it with that map so i thought that was a good little bonus to uh to get the a good use out of this the sky worlds and the the depths i enjoyed some of the um bosses they had in the underground too they were they were like crazy hard compared to the normal bosses and things like that yeah they're much better than uh breath of the wild as well much more unique we're just seeing very... like dragons flying around in the first 15 hours of the game and then you're 120 yeah. hours in fighting the thing that you've seen at 15 hours yeah in. yeah it's an amazing game i just need to find some time because there's not many games that come out you know i've got my retro games to do and new games keep coming out all the time i mean i'm on the prince of persia just came out yeah that looks great uh, it is excellent i i you know i didn't even look at anything i just ca caught a couple of screenshots and i thought that looks like it's going to be good so i uh i started playing the other day and on release day and it's like yes it's a metroidvania yes my favorite type of game and mm -hmm. it is exactly that it's just copying copy and paste metroidvania but you know putting its own spin on it and it, I love it. It's uh, yeah, it's right at you know, the top end of Metroidvania's, and it's surprisingly large as well. The map is absolutely huge. Okay, nice. So, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm definitely picking it up. I just I, I don't want to pay fifty dollars for it. I oh, just download it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. And, uh, I just yeah. Oh oh, have you heard about the? Uh, that that uh, switch flash cast that's just been released. Yeah, um, so that's going to be the um, the that's the, uh, the topic of our show tonight. I named it. This is going to kill ah. used Nintendo Switch games because there's a new okay, Switch yeah. card out that um yeah let's let's talk about it right now. So it's called the Mig Switch, plug and play, mm -hmm. easy backup, micro SD not included. Um, so basically the idea is to back up your games on this switch which sounds like a good idea but if you do that your games suddenly become locked to that account and if you say for example sell your games and someone tries to then play them this was what happens this is a post from sorry it's sideways but this is a post from someone on twitter saying they bought no these way. and then it didn't work and this message came oh up. no that's a massive problem so basically Jesus. people that use this and then sell their games the games aren't going to be working and you're not going to know until you plug them in so. oh my god so presumably every game has its own id and when you yeah. go online with that game it gets registered it's basically like their download codes now they're not they're not cuts anymore like that's, Ooh, that's that is that's scary yeah that can actually ruin uh gaming i've got an interesting fact though the the, 
the reason why Nintendo can't go after them and stop the, its production like it does with everything else is because it was it's created and distributed in Russia. Now, Russia have relaxed their uh, copyright laws uh, a lot since the war. I think it more since the war. Um, and also, Nintendo don't have a a uh, place there anymore. They had a, uh, a studio there, not a studio, uh, a, a supply. I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, Distribution center. Yeah, yeah. They had their own Russian uh, Nintendo there. I believe Sony um, was the same, and they're not in Russia anymore. But their products no. are still sold in Russia. Yeah, so you won't be seeing any Russian exclusives anymore, which is a good thing for us collectors because they are the bane of a of a pal collector trying to get the uh, the Russian exclusive versions. So expensive, so rare. Uh, the Wii U, my God, that there was some some yeah. Russian games. That yeah, are the Wii U, so difficult to get. <laughs> yeah, but fortunately, I've got them all. Thanks to no. Pavel. So yeah, so with the that MIG switch thing, the way it works is they they sell just the card by itself, I guess, which uh, doesn't really do you much good unless you already have a modded switch to play your games with. So I, did you guys watch Mad Little Pixel? You guys know that. I'm just gonna give them a shout out because that's where all the information I have is coming. No. I, well, I watched his videos on it, and they sell a separate thing, which is like a dumper that you need to actually like copy your your games over and dump them and make them into files. But if you do it the way you're supposed to do it. Like you said, there's some sort of like ID that goes with the account and the, the game cart. You're only supposed to do it legally by backing up the games you already own. So if people do it the way you're supposed to do it, then I think it just what it appears to be doing is tying it to the account that it was used on. And so that those carts would still work in that switch on that account, but they're not going to work on anybody else's. But if you people use it. You know, not to back up their own ones. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> if they use it for the other way, yeah, the it's, not way. Gonna really, it's not going to really matter because it's uh, you're just most you can, so you interestingly that though, dumper anyway. But then that's then it becomes like you have. Why wouldn't you mind your switch in a different way? I don't know. Whatever. Oh, I definitely think it's a concern because people handle video games a lot. Someone who's handling tens of hundreds of switch games and can buy one of these things has the opportunity to do this and sell their games at the markets or sell them on facebook where they're never going to deal with the person again and that person's not going to get know until they get home that they've been scammed essentially like you know mm. you're getting oh, well, people an opportunity may not, they may not know i could see a lot of people just being like oh i'm done my games i'm going to sell them and they have no idea you know what i mean that they don't even work i'm um, just thinking though how can it not work i mean if if everyone's playing uh for a lot like prior to this when people mm -hmm. people were playing a game that they've downloaded you know say hundreds of people have played this game mm. uh how does it how why doesn't this problem already occur i have no i've idea. just realized it's because you don't play it online when you've when you've got a modded switch you, you don't put it online so mm -hmm. that's probably why it's not going online to check if it's been registered. But can I just pull something up on something you said, Joe? Um, yeah. You said it only works on a modded switch, already modded switch. If you don't have you the dumper that? to dump your own files, because otherwise, how are you going to get it to, to work? I don't really know 
the technical aspects. Oh, you say just for the for the legal way of backing up your games. But Correct. Let's let's be straight. No one's going to do that, right? That's so yeah, well, yeah. You don't need a modded switch to buy this device. You can uh, just put ROMs on that you've downloaded off the internet. Is that I don't is know. That correct. Uh, I'm assuming that's the main thing people are going to use this for. Like, yeah, I, I would assume there's no go down the malicious route of. So, like, when you... it works with every switch as well. Uh, every version of the switch modding your your switch is is uh, you know if you previously if you were to hack your switch it was very difficult. Um, mm -hmm. You could do it the software side if you had a specific version of switch, but later on you'd have to buy a mod chip and solder it onto the board on on later versions. But this mm -hmm. cart is supposed to work on everything without hacking or modding i believe you switch at all because there, there'd be no point in uh and have in, in it existing if you had to hack your switch prior yeah to yeah it anyway. yeah I, I believe you're right there it makes more sense that would make more sense i mean that's just how um the uh, 3ds has worked with the old ones i believe you couldn't just yeah, use the the R4. yeah and then that would make more sense why then the games don't work because nintendo flagged it as you're hacking doing something illegal we're not going to make this work anymore so the real, to, to, just to be perfectly honest, if you want to have Switch games, you know, in an improper way, you should just get like the ROG Ally and just download all the files and emulate them on that thing anyway. You don't need to mod a Switch. Like I just, I, like what's, it's a lot of time and effort. Sorry, what did you, to, what did you say? Yeah, get like a nice Steam Deck Ally. or a ROG Ally. Yeah, they can play Switch what, games. What's that, an emulator or something? I don't well, know it's what a, Rogue Ally is. It's a handheld PC. It's like a Steam oh, Deck right. type thing. Oh, Republic whole, of Gaming. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different um, models out there that can emulate mm -hmm. Switch games. Like, Switch games aren't that hard to emulate, to be honest with you. Some of them, I'm sure, are. But anyway, I'm not even... A, I'm not... I don't like piracy during something's life cycle i'm just being honest with you, i do not promote piracy while something is being sold in the stores like i wouldn't even think about modding my switch for like a decade so well i'll i'll put a disclaimer here i'll, I'll admit that every time uh, a nintendo console is hackable i will hack it and that's purely so i can keep my game sealed so i do actually buy the games keep them sealed and then i download them and play them for the you know Nothing wrong with that to me. I, I think you just nailed something on the head there, Joe. Why you can buy things in stores. If you can't buy it in stores and it's downloadable only, then I'm going to probably download it for free. Mm -hmm. But if you can buy it in the mm -hmm. shop, I'll, I'll give you my money. I'm not giving you $60 for a digital game. That's true. Yeah. If, if the downloads were a bit cheaper, then it would, you could, it would maybe persuade some people to go, well, it's only this much. I might pay for it. But yeah, if it's the same price as a physical copy, that's just ridiculous. And of course, you're gonna if you've got the technical know-how, mod it. Yeah. But but it's physical, at least they've still got physical. At least they've still got physical games. Once they stop having physical games, then then people are gonna lose money as soon as these machines are hacked. You know, I mean, I I'm I'm into both. Like, believe me, like so I I have like a a 3ds that's not modded and then i have my physical games and i can play them that way if i want and then i have like a couple 3ds's that i just modded and threw a million games on that i play those because they're convenient and like i don't see a problem with that I'm, you know i can't buy these games anyway so yeah they've closed the store even if you wanted to give them money like you can't <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, the, the Wii U was hackable pretty uh, early on in its life cycle. So I only had about 10 games since then at that point. And then that's what started me on the, the sealed only collection. So, you know, it was like, uh, so I had all every single game on a hard drive. Mm. And I'll just buy every single game sealed. And now I've got a full collection. So it's worked out for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Then you, can, <laughs> like, you can still play them anytime you want. That's the way to do it. Yeah. I, like I um, mostly play if I'm playing PS1 or PS2 games. I'm just I'm playing like an emulated version on my Steam Deck at this point, just out of sheer convenience right. and like stuff mm. like that. Yeah, and I still prefer to collect them. And I think I went over this before too. Like even just going through the library and downloading a bunch of ROMs to fill up my Steam Deck, it actually made me buy more physical games. Not really the other way around. I actually oh, really? discovered more games that way that I'm like, what is this game? Oh my God, this is actually really fun. I'm like, damn, I, I want see. this in the collection. Hell yeah, this thing's so good. Yeah, like the obscure games. Hell yeah. Like limited yep. run type games. Just weird stuff that I you know, never really came across or um, regional games. Like I started collecting Japanese games specifically from from that. Like I'm just like, damn, this game is so good. I'm like, I wonder Especially how when you enjoy them. If I enjoy a game, I want to own it. Like, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I want to own a copy of Baldur's Gate 3 because it's really cool. I'd love to own a copy of Starfield. But, you know, played through it. I, I can't really have a copy on the shelf. I mean, I guess. Did they yeah. make an Xbox One copy of it? I'm not even sure. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I think it. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's really sure just a download code or something, let's be honest. I don't know. I'm, I'm not into collecting Xbox. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. So it's, it is a bad console to collect for, really. Um, no, I mean it's it's a it's it's, no, no, it's, it's not it's bad to collect for. It's it, it's just it's for it depends on what you mean. Like for value, there's not a lot of you know money in it. But um, if you like the games, it's mm. fun to collect for. It's cheap. It's actually like really good if you want to get a good collection on the cheap. That's oh, true. Yeah, it's a very cheap. But you don't collect uh, Xbox. I feel like they, when they designed the Xbox One case, it was a flimsy case. It's it's clearly made to be cheap. Like they didn't want to print it. Out. it yeah, no, no. When I say collect Xbox, I mean like OG Xbox and 360. Really, yeah, that's really yeah. what I mean. The OG Xbox. <laughs> yeah, that's what people collect. So, here's the thing. Um, what what do you guys think of uh, Xbox One and PS4, and whether they're worth keeping now that their successor consoles can play all their games because i got myself a ps5 and i, I just had my ps4 sitting on my desk you know collecting dust and i thought i'm never gonna touch this again ever mm. so do i keep it just uh you know put it away in its box or do i sell it now while it's still got some value now i had a ps4 pro and i sold it the day i bought a ps5 for that reason like i yeah. said to myself if i hold on to it i'm not going to use it for the next four years which i i have had no reason to have needed a ps4 in the last four no. years and i got like 350 dollars for it where i wouldn't have got that today yeah and do you uh because you transfer your entire when you first uh switch your ps5 on it allows you to transfer the entire content of your ps4 onto the ps5 so instantly it's already your old ps4 yep and now you can just add ps5 games to it 
So I, I'm just, she, that's, that's the reason I sold my Xbox One as well. It's just, well, I'm never going to play this. So, so, all right. So for the PS4, it has some of the most collectible consoles I've ever seen. Like, you, you could get oh, into no. PS4 collecting. And like I could see that being really appealing, man. Yeah, the limited exactly. The limited yeah, edition yeah, are yeah. gorgeous, dude. Like I have my Spider-Man PS4 Pro, and I'm sorry, but that is not going anywhere ever. It's staying there forever. And I want the God of War one, like real bad. Yeah. I'd love the Star Wars one. I would love the Dragon Quest ones are fire. <laughs> They're so sick. There's a couple, there's a nice fantasy one. There's I the have, this, I have one. the Star Wars one. Kingdom Hearts one. There's a lot of really the Taco Bell one. There's so many nice ones. Oh God. <laughs> um, so I could see you people like collecting them for that. But uh I what I'm gonna do too yeah. is I have like an old slim. Uh and I'm specifically eventually my plan is I'm gonna like get the really expensive Hatsune Hatsune Miku uh, controller from Japan, the Hori ones, like five hundred bucks, but it's like a full sized arcade one and i'm gonna set up like that i'm gonna use that slim and i'm gonna set that up in its own little thing i'm gonna make like my own little hatsune miku thing with it so like if you're like weird and you want to keep them around to do weird stuff like that like yeah yeah you could set them up and use them for something else and um like you said there they'll be really easy to hack ps4s i'm assuming down the road you could do shit with them like that too so i don't know i can say they're really cheap down the road like $50 $50 mm-hmm. for a PS4 will be a common thing. Like, um, when PS1s got it cheap, because when the PS2 came out, you know, you didn't need a PS1 anymore. They became obsolete. Oh, yeah, they'll be wicked cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the regular, true, standard PS4, yeah, not even the Pro. PS4, not this, like, yeah, um, yeah, 125 yeah. gigabyte or even lower than that. It's like, what's the point of this thing? <laughs> yeah, those will be cheap. But, I mean, the uh, reason I bought a PS5 was because um, the, the loading of PS4 was just so slow. I, I was playing Callisto Protocol, mm. and I was really enjoying the game, but every time I died, I'd be, it'd be like a minute on a black screen waiting for it to load, and it was annoying me so much. I just said, oh, fuck this. I'm getting a PS5, you know. Uh, I, do, I was supposed to get a bigger place, man. It's just freaking can't buy a house right now. Sucks. Anyway. I used to play PUBG, Marty, and um, I remember the day I got a PS5, I was in the lobby running around for like 45 seconds before anyone else was moving with all these PS4s that were just still loading. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is awful. I mean, and, and what annoys me is, uh, it, it just occurred to me, the reason why is because they used hard drives and they SSDs were well available when, when they released it. And... Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they've actually skipped SSDs with the PS5. They've gone straight to M2. I mean, they, they're technically known as SSDs, but physically they're just like a RAM stick. They, they look like a RAM stick. They're really mm-hmm. small. But they skipped SSD hard drives completely, and they should have put them in, in the PS4 because the loading would have been so much quicker. It's like 10 times the speed. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. I used to um, have an external one, and you can save your games to an external drive and make them load off that. So you can uh, do Yeah, that. but that doesn't work uh, because the PS4... I mean, it'll work, but the PS4 isn't set up to accept that 
uh, transfer speed. So if you give it an SSD, it still doesn't change the, the loading speed because the PS4 itself limits that transfer. It, it definitely made a big difference for PUBG because it was like a, how do you fix your loading speed? And you got an SSD and it made it a lot faster. But yeah, compared to oh, like... Okay, yeah, fair yeah. enough. If you got uh, personal experience, I just read that uh, they it, can't, it wouldn't make any difference. But yeah, if, if it has, I'm not going to dispute it. That's one of the reasons when I was saying earlier when I play PS1 and PS2, I usually play them on the Steam Deck. That's one of the biggest reasons is because when you do throw them on the whole, like PS2 a game on all original hard drive hardware, you're like, Yo, these loading times. I, I love the PS3. They take forever. Yeah. Oh, good God. So you know when I was working at Sony, there was a one of the rules on the PS3 was um a game can't take longer than a minute to load. That would be a, an A-class bug. And you, you, if if you get an A-class bug in from from where I was, the submission side, you'd give it back to the developers and say, "You have to fix these A-class bugs, otherwise we can't release the game." So uh, that was one. If it was if it was uh, over a minute, or there was. Um, it, a black screen can't be longer than 10 seconds. Just if it was entirely black, that would be a game failing bug. So it's good. They, they did have the measures in place to try and minimize the loading speeds. And so it was possible. I think near the end, they started uh, ignoring that, that bug because games were getting a bit too much, uh, you know, as they, as they do, they just progress more. And I, or it might have been just the powers, the gaming uh, publishers that have got a bit more sway, like EA or something. They can they can leave a little wiggle room for the game breaking bugs and say, oh, put in day one patch, guys. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> believe us, trust us. Day one patch. Hmm. So. Well, that's what it's all about. Now this year, it's like the the game of the year edition will work. <laughs> yeah. yeah wait yeah that's why i hardly ever buy uh games start games new uh switch you're more likely to get the game in a in a ready state especially nintendo games and sony of course uh, mm -hmm. first party published games they are the highest standard and uh they'll they'll always be worth getting day one but when you're looking at third-party publishers, especially on PC, there's no real um, because they, on the PC they don't have to send it to anyone. They they self-censor basically. They all the bugs are on them. If you if a third party releases a game on on Sony or Nintendo, Sony or Nintendo take the responsibility of the quality assur assurance. And they will say, no, this isn't up to our standards. You can't release this game. So that's why PCs are more likely to get broken games on day one. I feel like the last two years, we've definitely seen a change in day one games being less broken. Um, I played Elden Ring day one, and it was perfectly fine. I played Tears of the Kingdom mm. day one. It was perfectly fine. I played Starfield day one on a PC that didn't have the specs to be able to run it perfectly and I, I did had no issues and I never downloaded the patch and played 120 hours and it's a Bethesda game so like I was like I was generally oh, right. surprised at that, so. 
Yeah, the same happened for me with uh, Cyberpunk. That was apparently like riddled with bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that day uh, one. Happen, yeah, it was terrible. Really? Oh, wasn't there an issue with that that they actually used the PS4 version? A kind PS5 of version rather than make for like six months. Ah, right. But it didn't work on PS4s. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think I'm like 60 hours into the game and I crashed like 30 times. You know? Oh my god! But the game works yeah, today. Right. Is that is that okay? <laughs> it's all it counts. <laughs> yeah, and that that's so. What's annoying too is they like re-released a physical version for it on the PS5, and it's supposed to be like a, you know, the complete edition, but like none of the contents on there. It's all download codes. So it's like whatever. That drives it just drives me crazy when they released an updated complete edition game of the year edition, and there's still nothing on the disc. It's like okay. Yeah. There's literally no reason to buy that version uh, unless you want it. You know, you could just buy. It. I don't even care about the DLC half the time, so well, I don't have time to, there is no to play everything. I can put my copy in there and download that version because they made it free yeah. because they fucked up and they had to make it free, you know. Yeah, when when a company does fuck up like that, mm-hmm. like um, No Man's Sky, they lost money because they have to give away all their content for free to appeal the community again because they fucked up so bad. Cyberpunk, you know, they yeah. dug the hole and they had to dig themselves out of it. Yeah, I, I got that print pretty early, that No Man's Sky, and yeah, there was hardly anything to do on it. And uh, I remember I played for an hour, and then I got somewhere, and then I updated the game. And then when I reloaded my save, I was just stuck in the middle of space. I, I was supposed to be on a planet. It just reconfigured the game that much. I was just in the middle of nowhere. I had no fuel or anything to move anywhere because I just started the game. <laughs> really don't want to do that. It was such a weird again. experience. I went into it expecting like this is going to be cool and it's awesome. The first like half an hour, pretty cool, and then you, you start flying anywhere and you land on your second planet and you realize there's nothing here and there's nothing to do and everything's the same. Yeah, yeah. I, th- that's one gripe I've got against uh, procedurally generated games. I, I've, I've, if if anything calls itself a roguelike now i just ignore it i'm just i'm not interested every single roguelike has annoyed me just because they're <laughs> not designed properly they're not designed by the developers for for each you know a good game is designed all the way with these roguelikes they just shove some assets in and let's see what you get and you could get a completely boring place with nothing to find uh, and which is often the case, and you're just walking around. Yeah, this hasn't been designed, so I've got something to do every five seconds. You know, it's just I'm just roaming around. There's there's nothing here. So yeah, I I just ignore them now. I can put a counter to that. I do agree with you in the most part, but um, a game that I played in the last few years that had road like elements was Stardew Valley, and I think that game implemented it really well, where it was just one section of the game and it was the dungeons and and that was good because it was a thing that you were going to do hundreds of times and if they made it the same i wouldn't have done it so some games i I haven't played that but something that comes hand in hand but it's not really the same genre is that i i'm like you just mentioned i haven't played stardew valley so i'm not sure if if i'm getting it right from you but is it this kind of game where you're given a dungeon you play it, you die, 
you kind of uh, you earn some experience points or something. Play the dungeon again, but it's different. Is that? I, I mean, every time you play, is it different? Yeah, and it's got an unlimited amount of floors, and every floor gets a little bit harder, and you know you can so get to floor like, if you grind hard enough. But if you die, does it uh, change the level layout again? Yeah, yeah. Anytime yeah. you go in that dungeon, I think it's different because it's like on a day, every day it resets, right? On a day to day yeah. basis. So, so it's got like, I don't like, like a day timer. Okay, so I don't like that style of game either because, and I think it's slightly different than procedurally generated. They don't always go hand in hand, that, that style of gameplay. Um, but what was that? rogue legacy that was my first uh type of game like that that i played and you you're in a dungeon as a platformer mm -hmm. every time you die you go back to the beginning but the the levels changed now i wasn't learning to get better because i don't know what's coming up next all i was doing was grinding to be able to purchase power-ups like better, better health better attack power or something like that so really all I was seeing there was a, a grind fest. I, I didn't see myself progressing. It was just get some more money by, you know, to buy myself as a better character. I think Dead Cells does the same thing as well. And I can understand if people like that, but for me, it's just like, I'm, I'm just grinding here. No, not I, 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 I did completely understand that. And Stardew Valley is like that. Like, it's 100% uh, if you start the game and try and beat the dungeon on the items that you've got at the start, you're going to have a bad time. But if you grind and get the good weapons and get all the good items, it's going to be super easy. And um, 100% yeah. on there. And I can relate it to one of my favorite games, um, Soul Series. So the Soul Series has set worlds and they're not procedurally generated or anything. But Bloodborne has these things called the chalice dungeons and they're these randomly generated dungeons and they're like known throughout the community as like the most awful part of all the souls games and everyone hates them <laughs> because they're different and you can't memorize them and yeah it's spot on too it's, they never went back to this gameplay design either yeah oh good i, I don't remember them i did i did finish bloodborne but i don't i probably just skipped the chalice dungeons then if i'm they're not required I did know the game, they're required to get the platinum trophy so ah right yeah so i don't really go for those oh another game where i was saying that gameplay mechanics so it doesn't go hand in hand with roguelikes is Mega Man 11. i'm a i'm a massive Mega Man fan i'm the 11th one they brought out uh, a few years ago on uh all, all the major consoles mm -hmm. uh, what they did with that that was diff different to the others was it was harder than the originals and you know the originals are notoriously difficult games but this 11th one it was harder i didn't feel myself getting better but the grind was giving me money where i could eventually buy myself some upgrades and stuff like that this it's not the way Mega Man used to play and it annoyed the hell out of me because I wasn't getting better at the game. I was just grinding, putting more hours in just to grind for money, mm -hmm. just to improve my my status as a character. So there's and like the there's a fundamental flaw with the game design, and a lot of people have criticized it. So it's like you said, what it is is that you're not getting better at the game. It's because you're actually just nerfed 
at the beginning of the game you've been like yeah. you've been artificially lowered and like you are not able to complete the game at the current difficulty because your character doesn't have enough hp or doesn't have enough damage doesn't have enough unlocks or doesn't so like you said it's not necessarily a matter of like your skills improving as you play the game and you're getting farther it's just you're accumulating more resources and then you can unlock the thing that gives you more damage or gives you more health that gives you so now that you can now you can actually play the game so it's like you don't get to start off at the game at your normal power level and you just get better at the game. You're like lowered and you have to grind to get there. It's like almost like an RPG or something yeah. that adds that extra element. And like I've seen a lot of criticisms of that, which is why like the in the shmup community, like there's regular shmups and then there's like this, this whole like genre where they add like rpg elements like that where you have like start off and you shoot like one bullet yes. but if you keep playing then you can get like your full spread and a lot of people just can't stand it because it's like like you said you're not getting better you're just nerfed and you have to put in time yeah. to just to be able to unlock everything just to play the damn game 100 so. i'm actually playing a game like that right now it's called hyper five have you heard of that mm-hmm it's quite an obscure game, but that's exactly how you were describing. You you turn up, you can shoot like one bullet a second, and you get absolutely smashed. And you're slow, and you can't dodge anything. And it's all about just grinding that same level over and over again until you can buy an upgrade. And the worst thing about it is you could buy the wrong upgrades. So you could be like, oh, I'll try this weapon. I'll try this yeah. weapon. And, then, and, and they, they, don't combo, they don't combo correctly, and now you're screwed. Yeah. Because you were yeah. supposed to and buy the blue weapon with this this stat, and you bought the green yeah. weapon with this stat. And the green weapon, you're supposed to level up this other stat, and now you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, I had one thing on this. I don't actually think it's bad gameplay design, because this actually sounds really appealing to me. I, I think the um, the whole grinding thing can be really satisfying, and unlocking things after playing it for so long can feel good. I like to go back to a game I played on PS2. It was... Um, the Simpsons Road Rage, and it was like a taxi simulator, and you could grind through the game, and the more you play it, the better cars you unlocked, and the easier it got, and the more money you'd make, and like that was the entire premise of the whole game. And I personally loved that, and I replayed it years later, and I still got the same satisfaction out of it. I'd say that's different, though, uh, to, to the mechanic we're saying. I mean, it, Simpsons Road Rage, you, you just... It was an open-world game. You... you went around doing lots of things you weren't doing the same thing over and over again and you were exploring is it, the, is it the taxi one where it was just the taxi deliveries um i don't know uh yeah so all you did in the game would pick up people and drop them off that's all, all you did run i think that's hit and run right uh maybe yeah oh, i'm googling it <laughs> yeah it's this one here yeah but Oh, it's Road Rage. Right, okay. So I'm probably thinking of Hit and Run. Yeah, Hit and Run was the open world yeah, one. Okay. Hit and Run was the okay. one that people didn't like because, I guess, of those mechanics. I can think of many right. games like that where I enjoyed the grind of getting to that point and then having to do that. Well, it's it, it's it's going to appeal to different people, man. It's it, you got to understand yeah. that. Like, they, I like roguelike games and I enjoy that to an extent, but it's I can 100 percent understand the other point of view where you're like i don't feel like doing this i just want a game where i can be you know what i'm supposed to be at the right time and i'm not like gosh it sucks like you like 
you you're not going to beat it on your first try no matter how good you are because you're just it's like impossible yeah. like you know what i mean just mathematically it's like your weapon does one damage per second and the guy is a million health you'll just you'd have to sit there for a freaking a week just being like and you'll never yeah. kill the back is the way they they designed it and it sucks so you like almost have to die and then uh, and like you said do that grind but and that's it's like it, like I said, but it's like you, it's you have to be into like almost like that RPG type thing where you have to like the time equals gratification, like like that is your reward, like a guaranteed like you put in this time, you will become more powerful. You are rewarded for the time that you put in. So if you into that, these games are appealing. But if you're just like no, I just want to be like a skill based game where I feel like I'm better at the game. And I want to get better. Like a fighting game doesn't give you that same satisfaction. You know what I mean? Like you just yeah. have to get better at the damn game. You're not like if you like put a thousand in towers in and like what do you maybe get like a costume or something, but you're not like leveling up your fighter. Most of them, I feel like you just have the characters and here's the skill set and you have to just get better at that game. So that makes a lot sense. of modern games have yeah, um, yeah. had criticisms of that game design. So they've gone down the road of instead of making you grind to get to be out of verse bosses they just add in all this extra side content so instead of grinding you're just doing side content and things like that and you know mm -hmm. by the time you get to the final mission if you've done all the side content you're usually way overpowered and excel is a pretty good example and different games like that yeah you do all the side content you get back to the missions it's super easy because your health bar is like twice the screen and you've got all yeah. the items mm -hmm. in the world and blah 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 but if you play through the game and do the missions in order it's going to be really tough you know and you feel like i need to grind for it but you don't think in your head i need to grind you're just like i, I can go do this boss or don't do this yeah this so they've definitely well, changed well, that's why it's, it's not grinding it, it's yeah. just seeing the rest of the game isn't it but uh, grinding is doing something over and over again and mm -hmm. I was saying about that, that shooting up I was playing, I'm, I'm afraid to try different weapons. There's about 20 different weapons oh, to buy. Perfect. I'm afraid of wasting my uh, my hard-earned money. And I've done like 10 playthroughs of this level just mm -hmm. to get enough money to upgrade my weapon. Now, do I try this new weapon or do I just... I think the wisest thing is just to upgrade my, my regular shooter because mm -hmm. I'll be on level two then, which will be, you know, just more mm -hmm. powerful it'll dispose of enemies quicker so in, in the end i'm i'm not even going to bother trying to to get see any of these other weapons because it's just wasting precious money which equals precious time yeah so that's fundamentally i think what's going to differentiate the communities like there are people who are like like i'm at the point where i don't want a game that takes up too much of my time i don't i want a game that like keeps me occupied for a reasonable amount of time where I feel like I got my money's worth. Like I don't want it to mm. be too short or anything, but like I have so many games I want to play that like, I don't want to play one game like all the time as much as I used yeah. to. But like, I used to like that a lot. Like I would be like, no, I want a game that has some meat on its bone, the bone and I want to put 3000 hours into it. And I like that. So if you're somebody who's like, doesn't have like a big budget for games and like maybe just wants to buy one or two games a year and just play those games and like really put time into it. You'll like those design elements that require grinding and time commitments and all that stuff because you're want, you'll want that. But like for me, I'm like, or for like you, like you said, like you're not going to play through that game three or four times to try out all the weapons. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, no way, dude. Like, it's just as soon as I see the credits, I'm done. 
Yeah, exactly. I, and same, same <laughs> with me. And I can lie to myself and be like, oh, I'll come back and finish up those few quests I didn't do. And I'll come yeah. back. And I no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. coming back. I'm never coming back. No way. Maybe uh, when I'm not. Yeah, you ain't doing it then. You ain't doing it in three years time when you forget about it. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've, I've. I've I've got that in my head now. Whenever I play a game, I know I'm never going to play it again for the rest of my life. It's just not going to happen. But there's too many games to play. I've got thousands that I haven't played. Mm -hmm. um, and this last this last year, I've been grinding PC Engine and Saturn games, and it's uh, reminded me how long it takes to actually get a few done under your belt. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of these games as well, they're, they're short games. They're like an hour long, but uh, to to practice you need a lot of them I, I put like about 10 hours in you know just to to be good enough to complete these games a lot of these shmups there's mm -hmm. so many great ones on the saturn and pc engine but uh, oh yeah they're so hard um you know i really need to put the time in to learn every enemy wave and all that but yeah so oh yeah so that's that's what's funny people are like you can tell when people don't understand shmups when they're like, what do you mean? I got that game and I beat it in 15 minutes. And I'm like, ah, no, you, didn't. you <laughs> yeah. know, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. You, you probably just said, yeah. continue until you saw the credits or whatever. You didn't beat that game. Like a real shmup. Like I'm putting hours and hours and hours of practice into like really, you know, to, to, unless yeah. like, especially the ones that are like, have a true last boss. Like you really haven't beaten it unless you've beaten the real boss. So that means you got to beat the whole game without dying and all this other crap. And like you said, you got to mm -hmm. memorize. Uh, and even if you haven't memorized, it's like, it's, you know, it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. Yeah. There, there are some, <laughs> there are a couple of games where I've had to give up. I do do most of them legitimately, but I have had a, a couple of games where I've just like, no, I will never be skillful enough to do this. Oh yeah, or, you got to know that too. Enough. I just I know that yeah. too. Like, like it's like uh, what was this game? F uh, Final Soldier, uh, or was it Super Soldier? It's it's a shoot 'em up. There's 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 two. There's Final Soldier and Superstar Soldier on the uh, PC yeah. Engine. Mm -hmm. And I did the first one, which was the last level i was just completely lucky with, with the power-ups that i collected i i just did the last level over and over it was infinite continues i was just over and over and over I took hours on it and it was just one run where i got the right random power-ups came up and i stayed alive and managed to, to complete it uh but the sequel i had to do that recently and uh it was the same again i could do the whole game until the last level, which was just insanely hard. I just couldn't just physically do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, and, and you know, you had limited lives on this one as well. So it was like, right, start the game again. And, mm -hmm. and if you don't go into the last level already fully powered up, you have yep. absolutely no chance. So it's yep. basically, you need to start the whole game again, get mm -hmm. to the last level. If you die, you're screwed, start again. Yeah, so that's, that's, like that's if you get type. to the last level, it's so bad, dude. And you've got like one or two lives left. You still need to play it because eventually you're just gonna learn the start of the game really good. You need to learn the end of the game as well. Yeah, but base basically with these, uh, they make them so hard that you can't get anywhere with no no power ups. So you know yeah. it, it's that's a lot different your your tactic design. for trying to get through it's more luck based rather than if you were fully powered up you'd just uh smash through it really just fill the screen with bullets 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sometimes they like, like, like you you can't recover. You know, you need like five, six power ups to get max power ups, and like if you die, you're gonna get stuck at a checkpoint, and you, they're only offering you one power up. So now you have to beat the like insane boss, which is a pain in the ass if you have all five power ups with one power up. Yeah, and it's just like yeah. you're stuck. Like even if they give you infinite continues. You're screwed. Like you're not gonna beat it because you're just like you would have yeah. to play God mode for like 20 minutes. You'd have to dodge the shit for like 20 minutes because you have like no DPS now. <laughs> it's like what the heck? Yeah. Our type was like the. It took me years to beat that game, bro. Like I couldn't beat it, like because like that. There's like one stage where you you said like you had to get there fully powered up. You had to get through that whole stage without dying, and if you got hit, you're screwed. Like you had to start yeah. the game over. You're screwed. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I honestly can't say I've finished this map because I've never fully like learned them played through it properly. I've just played a couple of hours here and there, a couple of hours here yeah. and there. If it's got continues, I'd probably hit continue and beat the game like that. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, they are, um, you know, they're reflex based and. I'm sure everyone craps themselves when they start these games, you know, especially the old ones. I'm sure everyone thinks they're just not good enough to do it. You know, or possible. You, you just, think, think, you just possible. think there's some, yeah, you think it's impossible and there's some amazing superhuman that's able to do it. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know what percent of people could actually complete these games. It'd be interesting to know, like, is, is it a case of, well, if you just keep pl- playing everyone can do it i don't think it's the case i think you no. need a certain reflex level and I, I think it's always above average it would have to be oh yeah i'm always surprised when i look at platinum trophies and the percentage is so high and i'm like i just grinded like 150 hours for this and 10 percent of people who play the game have got it but <laughs> there's obviously a lot of people out there who are looking for that experience and they're going to play it so the more hardcore a game is and underground it is, the higher percentage of people that have probably finished it who have played it. Yeah. So there's with with shmup specifically, that's a very very small percentage of people who can play things on the hardest difficulties, and that's that's for me is where I'm like. Uh, well, I'd say just on easy. It. Yeah, I mean, so well, I, I mean, I, I won't I won't even touch hard. I'll every game tears. like that, I'll put it on easy, and it's still insane. Yeah. So like, there is like. A limit of like your human capabilities like you said like some people like like i can't like no matter how hard like i just know i can't like i i i played games on the second to hardest settings and it takes me months to beat them and so like i just know that trying to beat that next level is never going to happen because it took me months and months of practice just to be able to beat this and like Mm. it's just never going to happen but then there are people out there they just they can beat all the games on that crazy hard difficulty but that's all right so you just gotta you know like you don't need to be that person you don't to enjoy those games like you don't need to put it on the hardest difficulty and and you know what i mean like the way i always put it it's like i could play baseball with my friends and still watch the major leagues and enjoy watching them play at their level and i can still play at my level and have a fun and and it's you know what i mean and it's it's you can be into it and not be like god and that's totally fine like you don't need to be like i don't know that's why I, I don't like the that's one of the things that i don't want it to i don't like the elitism about some of the shmups and some people are like you can mm. you can't do this i'm because i'm also it's very it's very similar to like playing guitar where like some people are just gods man 
and they're just the Engve Malmstein and all that. And they're on this level, yeah. and you know what I mean. But and they they but that doesn't mean you have to be that crazy to play guitar well and write good music and have a good time. Like you don't need to be that crazy at it. Like I don't know. Yeah, have, just I mean, have the, fun and make something and have fun with it and enjoy yourself. I say with these old cool old school schmups though, a lot of them you're not going to see much at all. I, I, I kind of see myself as the only person crazy enough to, to really try to do these. I know any, most normal gamers, if they pick up a game like these old PC engine shoot em ups or something, it'd be like, uh, yeah, they die in 10 seconds and it, it'd go, right, start again from the, the start of the level. You know, you know, it's not continue. Here's a load of ships. It's like, right, do it all again. Get to the boss, die, start the level again. Like people just aren't going to have the patience for that, and but I I also think well you have to have a certain amount of skill as well. So I just think who is going to get any enjoyment out of these? I mean, if you've got a game like they do the re-releases now, like you can get a Switch collection of Darius or something, and they mm -hmm. throw all the cheats at you. They go right is infinite lives, infinite continues, don't get hit, fully powered up, now play the game. But if you don't use any of those cheats, the difficulty, oh my God, the, the arcade games in particular, they are so <laughs> much harder than console games. I can't last like seconds. And that's after practice of hundreds of games like this. I cannot mm. last for seconds because they're just throwing everything at you. And even in the description that uh, it was saying, oh, this this version of the game is, is shorter, but they've made it, they've made it, all the bosses harder. Um, and especially the last, the end, they've made it harder again because they expect you to be fully powered up by now. That's given the fact that when you have to get every power up from the beginning of the game all the way to the end, that's what they expected from people. So that means no deaths, basically. If you do die, you lose your power ups. So mm. that's what they expected of the arcade player. You, you are screwed if you do not have everything and get hit yeah. there's a certain type of gamer out there that loves the challenge like in the dark souls scene there's people that try and complete the game where they've made a banana into the controller or using a dance pad or mm. if you look at guitar hero scene yeah. there's people that try and you know beat the hardest song on the hardest difficulty so i i think in every community is always going to have that type of player that all right yeah. this is impossible well let's see if this is possible and that's what they grind for a year or until it takes and, yeah and there's big communities on twitch that love watching people doing that whether it's speed running or you know trying to do challenges that are impossible that are possible look at tetris like there was a new world record yeah. setting tetris a couple of weeks ago tetris is a 40 year old game and people are grinding yeah. tetris. It's cool right yeah that was amazing that was mm. uh i was very impressed by that 13 year old kid his parents might have mightn't have been born when Tetris came out. Like that's how old. The game <laughs> <is>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is insane that new finger tapping technique that they use. It was only the their physical uh, ability that was holding them back. Their their brains were there. Their brains were already quick enough to to do the, the fastest that the game can throw at them. That they couldn't physically tap left or right fast enough until he worked out this rolling technique uh are you aware of that the rolling technique yeah 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 i watched the video so, 
Awesome. I'll give you a little example. So say this is the Nest controller. Uh, they hold it like that. Uh, so say the D-pad's there. Uh, so they'd hold over right and flick their their fingers over this so that every every vibration hits the button once. So they can go four. So that's four right presses because it's wiggled the, the controller four times onto the, say he's pressing right. It's got his thumb over the right. Hits it, hits it like that. And it's pressed the, the right button four times in a, in a fraction of a second. So that's the only way they're able to be fast enough. Uh, apparently, it takes a lot of practice to get used to doing this. But uh, once you can do that, you can move immediately to the left and the right of the screen. And so, so it was only their brains that were holding them back from then on. And that's why they could play it so long that they've broken the game. They hit the kill screen. Um, and someone else did it like a couple of uh, days later because they were grinding on it as well. That's an amazing That's achievement. recognition for the person who does it second, right? You didn't even hear that another person. Yeah, it. yeah. The the other got the kid got worldwide, uh, you know, attention, and the second guy, nothing. And he's a world champion as well. Going back to the finger rolling technique, uh, I played a game on the PS2 back in the day called Athens 2004 Olympics, and um, in the game it had an event that was the hundred meter sprint. And the way the sprint works was you had to press the X and the circle button as fast as you could. And yeah. It was hard. And I, I remember buying the game of cash converters and the guy at the shop's like, I've got a little trick for you. Use a spoon on the 100-meter event, a plastic spoon on, on like a 10-year-old. Does that go left? Yeah. Over so you, anyway, you get a plastic spoon and you, you just rub the back of the spoon as fast as you could. And you could get... Mm -hmm. You could get like a six second time in the 100 meter sprint by doing this. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Uh, incidentally, I'm I'm a record holder on uh, international track and field, one out oh, two on nice. the PlayStation. I don't think it's official or anything, but my times, I've got them uploaded on YouTube. I did that. Um, I'm not as fast as I used to be. I probably did these times about 10 years ago, maybe longer. Um, God, yeah, maybe 20 years ago. But I had them on my memory card, and I played the replays, and I uploaded them on my channel. And most of my records, I'll tell you how I used to do it. Um, because you're saying you used to press uh, on these games, it was square and circle, wasn't it? Yeah, it was X and circle. Yeah, it was two of them. Oh, right. Yeah, so I changed the controls to be uh, square and X. And I'd hold it like this. Uh, so I'd, I'd wiggle this right hand, and every time I press down and go up, oh, yeah. that the square gets pressed alternately. So, so I only shake with this hand. So every time I press X, the pad comes back up and hits the, the square button. So, I, I, so this is in motion. I go. So that's constantly. Every time I do that, it's it's two buttons being pressed alternately. And then you slip and you're and, like, uh, yeah, start again. Yeah, <laughs> I, the I, I do that a lot. And uh, yeah, I, I get really aching arms and all that. But yeah, I've got some world records. Dude, that's so funny that you get like, um, I can tell you like me and my friends were trying to refine how to do stuff like that. We used to play Mario Party, like any of those games you had to like competitively yeah. hit the button fast. And then we used to be yes. really into the, um, the PS3 um, 
Olympics games. We have like the Tokyo one, yeah. and we have, like, dude, those games are they're like the best party games still. Like we we, we don't you know we we don't know what to do. It's like dude, pick twenty events, yeah. let's go, baby, and <laughs> mashing those like, buttons. Wrecking control. <laughs> we'd all we'd all have some weird like way of doing it where it's like hold it like this, put the fingers like this, like all of us would come yeah. up with some way to try to win. Like man, it's so funny, dude. <laughs> The worst yeah. would be like the 400 meters because you got to do it for 60 seconds, and it's like you you land oh, the right ground. Yeah, yeah. like, I just can't do it anymore. Yeah, think, yeah. it would always it's be a, the same. We'd all we'd all kind of do the same, and then one of us would have some like freakishly good performance and like set some god record. And we'd be like, "What did you just do?" And he'd be like, "I don't know." We'll <laughs> be really good at like one event, like the shooting or the hard yeah. Or the hammer throw, baby! I crushed. <laughs> I don't know. Was what that the one that wrecked your, your controller? <gasps> well, you had to just spin the analog stick around and around. I wrecked PS2 controllers doing that. Yeah, probably. did you? <laughs> Dude, uh, I love those games. Regarding that Mario Party one, do you know the the technique for that? Uh, we used to play that a lot. Uh, there was the mini game called Domination. So there's a load of womps. Uh, a wall of womps, and every time you press, it'd give you ten seconds to press A, mm. and uh, and then it would just count how many you did. Mm -hmm. And we used to play that loads, but you can use the technique that I used on uh, just that I've shown you. You can use that technique on just the A button. So every time you press it with your right hand, and if you've got your your left hand in position properly, when you go back up, you're pressing it again with your left hand. So you get mm -hmm. two presses every time that you shake your hand. Mm -hmm. So that so I maxed out the score on that multiple times. Just go, it just wouldn't. <laughs> Do that one. The number wouldn't go higher. Remember triple jump? You remember the triple jump? That one when you yeah. had to like do yeah. three different buttons. You had to go back X, and forth. Yeah, but you had to that do the running was... start too. So you had to get the thing. Yeah, perfect. that's what I mean. It was yeah. like three yeah. different yeah. things. You had to like, yeah, dude, like that one. Like the um, same as the bowl. I was really good. I Actually, we got to play Joe because it's online. We... Is it? Yeah, I'm sure it is. Oh, I think the new one is the new Switch game. Is I'm pretty uh, sure. I'm sure the London PS3 one is. Let me have a look. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the PS3 games? Yeah, dude, I would totally play those. Dude. I would absolutely do that. That would be a fun stream, man. Yeah, it, yeah, it's really competitive. And what I like about it too, it's just like it's one of those things where like you could play with four people, but you're not you're not like on a team per se so you're not like fucking like mad if your teammate does bad or good or whatever you're just like i like we i like golf games for that reason too where you're all just competing against yourselves and just laughing when you screw up it's so funny dude yeah. it's, like, it's so funny when like you know they go you do a long jump and you just face play it and you suck or something it's so yeah. good it's so good i'd really love like the um the 800 and the 1500 meters those events were so much fun <laughs> yeah, like everyone in pain just you hold the button and you plan when you're going to do the attack and yeah that were a blast yeah we should definitely do that uh, you know on the the second track and field <laughs> on the long jump i cleared the sand pit <laughs> i actually jumped <laughs> over it and landed on my feet on the grass that's hilarious. when you break like all the world records and yeah it's good fun yeah if you confuse the game it's like i don't know what to do was that out of bounds yeah. Same with the javelin. I got that in the uh, in the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love about those games is the one athlete did the shot put. He did the one hundred meters. He was the guy doing the horse jumping. He was swimming. It was just the one character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, so good. Yeah, and then uh, actually, it's funny that I just said that. But the newest um, game they came out with, the newest like Olympic game, it was like you could only do two v two, and it was like two v two online only. Like you couldn't what? play, like you couldn't play four player co- couch co op anymore on what? the PS4 one. Oh. Yeah, the, the new one. You AI when you're doing it? You used to have AI in the events, so, you know. You could do two people, and you had to play, like, online against two other people or some shit like that. I can't remember, but, like, you couldn't just do, like, four people sitting around playing together, and it was, like, oh, wicked. Oh, it's going to The PS3 ones are the ones you want. Or, yeah, or after the lot of things, like, like that recently, they're making it harder to play just a regular game like i was playing uh my the fifa football game was on uh it was free on ps plus so my friends and i downloaded it ready to play online together and i could not start a game where all four of us would be playing against each other just a friendly match Mm -hmm. i couldn't just arrange an online match just four of us playing forever fifa games you can have eight eight controllers on on each side you know you can put you can have anyone play on any side for you know since the very beginning it's always been like that and now it's like i can't even play against my friends online and i i you know googled it and everything found out afterwards you just can't you have to the only way to do it was to like start a league or something but you'd all have to be on the same side and you'd have to play through a league you couldn't be like against each other or anything. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, it's rubbish. So mm. yeah, that's that's one of the most basic fundamental gameplay uh, games. Play against each other, and that you they can't do still play two player with two controllers on FIFA because my buddy comes around all the time, and that's what we do. You don't even need. Yeah, yeah off offline you can do it. That's yeah, offline's fine. But I don't know why they took it away from online. I remember people having. I think it was uh, the mario strikers game that came out had a similar problem like it was a wicked bitch to get the matches to work correctly i just don't remember the issue but yeah i've heard that being an issue with a couple of things where it's just like the interface and the setup is just so awful and you can't just like play the way you want to or like everyone's gonna have their own account yeah. and be signed in separately or has to be a guest this yeah. person has to be the host and that person has to it's like what the hell dude yeah well, it's always a, a prequel to the game that people enjoyed and it was simple and then they changed things people don't like change when they can't do what they used to do you know i find they put too many options in in games now it's 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 so hard just because what what we like to do we have a games night with my friends uh, usually once a week and uh four of us try to uh, we've got a lot of games that we've ended up getting for free you know off epic or the playstation store whatever so we think oh let's try this game and it's always a massive ball like to start a game first of all they force you to do a tutorial and we're all like oh god we've got to do tutorial then you get to into the main menu it's like well which one's online well there's about 30 options here which one is just online i i don't know it's like and then the there's four options for online it's like which one do you want to play yeah and then you end up having like sometimes it's like you can't create a game you have to join a server that's already running it's like okay so i've got no choice in the matter right okay crap and then uh there's always a problem with inviting friends there's just no standard to inviting friends like where's invite your friends i can't i don't know where i press all these buttons i can't see you 
Nothing will ever beat. Uh, nothing will ever beat good old fashioned Quake Two land parties back in the day. We just all <laughs> sit in a room in a basement with a bunch of computers whipped up. Just fucking none of us taking showers for four days. Fucking <laughs> just gonna <laughs> play Quake Two, oh, maybe. I had the same with old school Counter Strike back in the early two thousands. All like thirty oh, computers in one room, it. half the room are on one wow. side playing Counter Strike. Yep. Half the room terrorists. <laughs> this is so much fun. We used to play Dota oh, together yeah. and WoW together and all sorts of stuff, man. I loved land parties, Starcraft, freaking ah, good stuff, man. Hey, would you guys yeah. like to play the Figsy quiz? Heck yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Quake 3 Arena Land Parties were bad. I love Quake 3. Quake 2 is just where it started, but Quake 3 was the shit. I love that game. Yeah. All right, let me get out of the chat. Don't look into chat. No cheating. Before we start the quiz, let's get a question up for chat. So, chat, here is your question for the week. We need the full video game title. Why chat's thinking about this one? Um, how is the quiz working? All right, who would like to go first tonight? Marty, would you like to go first? Sure, why not? All right, Marty's going to go first. There's a few different sections to the last quiz. It's completely different to any quiz we've done before. Oh, God. <laughs> I was digging the simple pictures. <laughs> the first section is I'm going to show you guys a photo of a video game character. This video game character is a mixed match of two video game characters. For a full point, you have to tell me the two video game characters. Is, it's a mixed match of. You don't get any points even if you name one. You need to name two. So, Marty, you're up first. So, I've just got to name what video cameras they are, uh, characters yeah, they are. Yeah, so it's two video game characters in one. You have to name the two. Okay, so uh, Pikachu and Master Chief. So, number one is Pikachu and Master Chief. That is correct. All right, question two. Joe, this one's for you. Uh, Dr. Robotnik or, and then, um, gosh, that Castlevania. Um, I don't know. Kind of, I'm kind of at a loss with the second one. Um, going to say it's the guy from Castlevania. Is it, is it Dracula? Incorrect. Marty? No. No. No, I uh, that's that's a really hard one, that. I I pass. Alright. Uh, I thought Marty would have got this one. So we of course had Dr. Eggman or Robotic Nick. And then it was Ganon or Ganador. Mm. Really? I, I don't see it still. <laughs> These are all done by AI generation, so. Yeah, I would have thought so. The, the cloak, yes, I can see, but the the uh, the clothes. I can see they with these like in the background and everything. Yeah, they look right. like Mega Man. 
or Mega Man Zero or something like that characters. So I was thinking maybe it's something from there. Let's move on to number three. Marty, this one's here. Sonic the Hedgehog and Kirby. That is correct. Hey, that's a hard one. All right, so moving on to the next part of the quiz. You guys have to guess the game from the description of the front cover. Joe? These are very long descriptions. Oh, Jesus. Images are very colliding. There seems to be a popular in these characters for hearing styles and appearance in the various worlds and game. Okay, that doesn't give me any information at all. In the lower center, there's an iconic character with a red hat, blue overalls. Okay, it sounds like Mario alongside with there in a green tunic wielding a sword and shield. Oh, it sounds like Link. In the bottom right, you see a figure with orange hair using device. Looks like a grappling hooker weapon. Okay. Chair, characterizing spaces, a friend of composition, certain flying was ready to combat. I'm going to say this has got to be freaking Smash Bros. Yeah. Yeah, sir. Super Smash Bros. Joe yeah. <laughs> like uh, it's got every freaking Nintendo character on Earth. Yeah, it's what gotta else? be. It's <laughs> gotta be Smash Bros. <laughs> All right, moving on to the second one, Marty. This one's for you. You have to read in Pig Latin out loud. <laughs> Okay. I mean, the first sentence is a huge, huge clue. The image depicts a figure standing in the middle of a desolated cobblestone street surrounded by what appears to be an airy, gothic cityscape. Yeah, it's, it's the fact that the fate. I, I've, I've. Sounds like a Barbie got, game to me. <laughs> I've, I've only got one game in mind, but it's just the fact of saying he's facing away from the viewer that, that puts me off, but I'm. I can't really think of anything else, so I'm just going to go for Bloodborne. I think that's it. Correct answer is Bloodborne. All right. Ah, I thought he was facing the camera in my mind. Joe, this one's for you. All right. This image features an animated scene where a character stands atop a rock outcrop looking over a vast landscape. Okay. The character is dressed in an adventure of a blue tunic and carries a shield on their back while the sword is held in their right hand pointing downward. The chairman is utility chain, probably being a real warrior explorer. Visible a foreground of green grass and bright yellow green flowers. I think they're in the platform. Even from mountains, valleys, grand castle, and the seat above the sky is going to this is Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I'll give you a point. Mm. I know what it is. <laughs> Can I interject? Yeah, is Marty. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, one or the other. <laughs> it is Breath of the Wild. I'll give you half a point, Joe. But no, you can give it. You give it to Marty. That's fine. I didn't get it right. Uh, it, was, yeah. it was. It was. It was one or the other. I just figured when he was saying the the sky where the the I figured there were clouds. I don't know. Right, I can't really one. think of what the. The other one looks like. 
Mm. It's got the the sky and the underground, right? I don't know. It's just got the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd expect that to be some sky island. Whose turn is it? I, Marty. I think. Okay. I think I know what it is, um, but I don't I'll know take, which one. I'll take the franchise here. Okay, Double Dragon. Double Dragon is incorrect. Hmm. I think it's uh, Mortal Kombat. Correct answer. Mortal Kombat. Oh, well done. All right, so we now move on to the final round, and. Um, Pavel titled this round the trolling last question. Oh, come on. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, I'll open this up to both of you guys. It's exactly the same format. We're going to have a question pop up on the screen. And it's the back. It's describing the front cover, and you guys have to guess what the cover is. It is a little bit tougher, though. Is it first to answer? First to answer. The interview is Infamous? I'll give you the point. Infamous seconds. Yeah. And the reason it wasn't was... me is because it was also the, um, the thumbnail tonight show. Yeah, I was thinking that, you know. But um, I already thought that. But then I thought, actually, I don't remember the name of the game. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you got it. We had a pretty well, close ending there, guys. So... Joe finished on three points, but tonight's winner on four points is Marty. Well done, Marty. Well done. Well done. Well done. And then if we go over to chat, I can say Turner has correctly answered Crypt of the Necrodancer. Congratulations. Nice, dude. Very nice. Isn't it Necromancer? Necrodancer. This is the... um. Yeah, Necro Dancer. Oh yeah, I thought it was Mansa. Well, there's know. the there's the uh, the high there's roll one. one. Yeah, yeah, maybe that one is. I don't really know. I think I own that game though. Pretty sure about that. You guys got any um, pickups to show off, or anything cool to show off tonight? Yeah, I've got some. Uh, do you want? Do you want to go first, or have you got anything, yeah. Joe? Or I have yeah, yeah. Too much, so I'll get him out of the way. Let's do it. You go ahead, Figs. So I'm um, always wondered what I'm going to show you guys every week. So I've decided I'm going to go through my whole collection, starting with the PS1. We're going to do five games podcast. So we're starting in alphabetical order from my PS1 collection. We've seen this one a couple of days ago. It is 007 Racing. One of my, cool. I would say, nostalgically favorite games because I played it when I was a kid. Cool fact about this game is the number plate's actually a cheat code in the game, and it's on the front cover. Wow. Awesome. Which I thought was really cool. <laughs> Moving on, the second game of the collection. Um, I basically have a rule with the PS1. 
if a game is ten dollars and it's complete black label, I pick it up for the collection because in Australia, PlayStation One games are pretty hard to come across. I believe this one fell under that category. So here we have a hundred percent. Now, what's interesting about this game is it has an original sticker from a place called the Warehouse, which sold basically like a um, like a crazy Clark's or just sold basically general goods cheaper than supermarkets and stuff but they also sold video games and they've been closed for about 15 years so it's kind of cool to have their sticker on one of my games and next one is uh adidas power soccer 98 not really much i can say about this one that's pretty good pretty good game never played that one i played international superstar soccer so i can't really yeah well that that was another level (laughs) yeah this is this is one of my favorite games of all time. <laughs> oh, that's the um, that's like the arcadey version, isn't it? Because yeah, like they yeah, had on, yeah. because the Nintendo ISS was different to the PlayStation one, wasn't it? The PlayStation one was more realistic, and the uh, uh, the the Nintendo ones were more arcadey. And that version is from the ar- arcadey side, isn't it? Because they changed the name of International Superstar Soccer to Pro Evolution Soccer, didn't they? Yeah, and they started I, 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 on the me and my brother loved that game, and like that was the game that got us into soccer. You know, like I fell in love with the yeah. Brazilian team and Chelsea and everything from playing this game. So it's good. Cool. I watch yeah. football every week. Um, here we have an Australian exclusive AFL ninety nine. Awesome. And then the last PS1 game we've seen today is the most exciting of the bunch. It's a horror title, and this one's in really nice condition. It is Alone in the nice. Dark, the new, dark, the new Nightmare. Awesome. There's a new Alone in the Dark coming out this year, I think. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Remember that one that came out for the 360? Yeah, we got it on the PS3 as well. Um, Alone in yeah, the Dark. That was awful, wasn't it? Probably. I never played it. The whole franchise is a little questionable, if you ask me. But um, I, I think it was kind of an attempt to reboot the series, like make it more modern, and it, they totally failed. It got absolutely slammed critically. Yeah. And that, yeah, okay. I think I played it, and I, I gave up on it because it was crap. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got one more. This is a PS3 limited edition. It's pretty rare. Um, so it is Far Cry Four, the Blood Ruby edition on PS3. Now, this was only sold in a store in Australia called JB Hi-Fi. And the way it worked is JB Hi-Fi stores all got a certain amount of copies of the PS4 version only. And if you wanted the PS3 version, you had to pre-order it. If you didn't pre-order it, the store got the PS4 version. So there was only a certain amount of these that were pre-ordered. So people that own this basically pre-ordered it back in the day. There's not many that have ever shown up for sale. So it's a very rare collector's edition. I've seen like four or five of them. It's in nice cool. condition. That's really cool. Nice. You want to go next, Joe? Marty? Yeah, I'll go. I don't have a lot. Of stuff. So basically, uh, I don't know what's wrong with me, but uh, these are up for sale. I don't know if you saw these on eBay. They are pretty cheap. I got myself a nice sealed copy. Yeah, yeah, nice. The nice one. So I haven't opened one but I did want to get a sealed copy. And uh, I had ordered this from them, and it showed up 
crushed and damaged. So this is the second attempt, and this one actually showed up nice. It's not crushed, it's not damaged. <laughs> Disc isn't loose or anything. So yeah, I grabbed the uh, the Nightfall, the UK Peggy version. There's also the German <laughs> USK version too, which I, I'm wondering if the German USK version is actually going to become the rarer one. Curious. If, uh, I doubt it. Would. One no, it, it. It would because the Peggy is European wide. It's not just the UK. Um, the mm. USK is just for Germany, but mm. the rest of Europe gets Peggy. German one's different because they, they've got stricter rules, uh, basically, so they don't all turn into Nazis again. <laughs> so they uh, they really uh, limit blood and stuff like that. They I don't know how bad it is now, but they used to just, in, in older games, that all blood would be green. They, they'd never have blood in their games or anything. Can you imagine getting shitty video games your whole life because of some bullshit people did? Years yeah. <laughs> and in terms of collectability, like collectors in Germany don't mind getting the UK copies of games, but people say in the Correct. UK don't want German versions of games. So yes, yeah, yeah, I, I believe it. I, I couldn't think of one instance where the German version is the expensive version of a video game, unless the game's been banned. Well, I, I can give you one one example, but it's only because of there's been on the Wii U. There's been a couple of German only releases. Uh, that you could only buy on Amazon Germany. So, uh, yeah, the ones that are Star Wars exclusives different. They say it had a UK yeah. version, it's not going to be like that. Correct. Yeah. Speaking of the exact same thing, I picked up the sealed version of Space Glaze. I've been meaning is... to pick them up, but it's been three yeah. months now. They're still the same price. So I'm like, it'll just well, they say they only have like 12 of these left or some shit like that, or they were getting low on these. And this yeah, is, yeah, but a... there's now multiple vendors on ebay who all have them for the same price um, oh, you know. i wonder why they must have just reprinted them no how it works is people oh this game is 300 let me buy 20 copies and they realize oh shit now i need to get rid of them all and then eventually the prices all go down everyone sells them for the same price and... oh. well mm -hmm. i have the i i was only able to get the german usk version of this i actually didn't have the peggy regular one so i'm actually pretty pleased so i have a okay. uh, sealed copy of this and i have the sealed the nightfall and then i have an open copy of each if i ever actually feel like playing either of them which space blaze sucks balls just so you know it's freaking terrible nightfall is actually decent no it's all right for a horror game it's all right it, i mean it's not you know my my bar is pretty low what i expect from a horror game but uh yeah it looks like it's up again it would suck yeah. <laughs> and then uh i got um some DVDs, dude. I got Waterworld, finest film ever made, <laughs> bros. Cool. Like, like nine bucks. I bought it off Amazon. It took them like a month to send it to me. Like it kept Is it updating. Blu-ray. Like, uh, it's 4K Blu-ray. Yeah, Ultra HD. Cool. Yeah. I, mean, so I just wrote down a piece of paper, Eden Flames, because I love that band, but I haven't listened mm -hmm. to them for years, and they're not in my like regular playlist anymore because i like mm -hmm. just haven't searched them and you keep wearing their shirts so i've just written them down just to look them up after the show <laughs> uh yeah dude these shirts are mad like this 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 was from um sounds from a playground dying i don't even remember i think this one came out or something or sense of purpose i think this is a sense of purpose either way um yeah they're, they're, they're dope i love their, their old stuff the new stuff's okay so they had that one really bad album battles Ugh. Man, I that honestly say I haven't heard them for eight years. So all right, so all you really got to do is listen up to like, you know, the first four albums. That's really all you really need. 
and then that's pretty much it. But so that that would be what is it? Horacle, uh wait, just erased Horacle, Colony, sounds from uh Clayman, and uh oh, the first five albums. Those are the first the good ones, and everything else is like whatever. Anyway. Uh, Did that green guy just put a new album out? Yeah, like uh, boy do I boy do I not give a crap. Who gives a crap about Green Day? Freaking jerk. Who wants to watch a punk band that's like the most corporate approved punk band of all time? Like the most polished, Mm -hmm. clean, like what do they rebel against? What their Starbucks orders? Like what a bunch of losers. It'd be like going to a rock show and saying nickelback, you know. They're the most they're the most like pro authoritarian, anti authoritarian music I've ever heard in my life. They're, what a joke. Anyway, um, I remember I, I told you I got this and I finally these finally showed up. I got the sequels. Hey, Zombie Inc. is the best metal, dude. I learned how to that was one of the first things I learned how to play in guitar back in the day. That shit's so good, dude. I can actually play that. Um and then I fucking got my last two Star Wars I was missing, so now I have all of them. So yeah, showed these off oh, last nice. time, but I got but but I got all six of these now. So that makes me happy. This is actually really every awesome. Star Wars movie ever made, right there. Uh, well, <laughs> full stop. All the real ones. No, 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 no. Yeah, if you want to piss people off, you I always say like I'm like yeah, I have all six of them, and then you say the Disney trilogy, <laughs> uh, Han Solo movie. Uh, Rogue One and the Christmas special. <laughs> it's <laughs> the worst ones. <laughs> yeah, Green Day is a joke. I like re- I like actual punk music. I used to listen to punk. I'm I'm way out of it now, but like I used to listen to 15 and Anti Flag and old AFI and stuff like that. Green Day was Green Day was always a joke. Even back in the day, they were never considered uh, like a real punk band. They're just a joke. They're like the Offspring. That's not real punk. That's a joke. Anyway, sorry. You're contagious, Jared Turner said he's been buying 4K <laughs> Blu-rays as well. Dude, you, you, I'm not. Uh, did you see um, Gaming Off the Grid just put out a video? They're like, 4K DVD collecting is the future. Everybody's got to be doing. I'm like, see, I'm on the hype train. Everybody. Once they announced, they were pulling them out of the stores. Like everybody had was like, well, shit. And then that's the that's the real thing. It's like I just don't want to be stuck. It's the FOMO. It's FOMO hitting like me and everybody else. It's like we just I don't want to be stuck down the line. Like, for example, these Star Wars movies, uh, four of them are really easy to find and they're like 20 bucks. But um, Phantom Menace and uh, Return of the Jedi, those are like 40, 50 bucks and they're really? sold out everywhere and they're like really hard to find. And I'm like, I just don't want to be in a situation where I'm paying like $100 to get a fucking copy of the Return of the Jedi or some bullshit. So. I don't know. I would buy that stuff now just because it's on its way out. And um, if you care about owning it, yeah, you, you know, get it while you still can. Put it that way. Mm. Yeah. Uh, shall I show you mine? Yeah. I've yeah, got. Um... You're not gonna top Waterworld, boy. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got nothing new to show, so I just I just looked around prior to this podcast. I thought, what, what can I find interesting? And I thought, I'll have a little bit of a theme going. I've got some interesting Australian things to show. So I thought, so, uh, oh, and he's gone. <laughs> so, I'll tell you what, I'll show you the American, I'll show you the American stuff I got for you. He's having a coffin fit or something. Uh, right. <laughs> okay, so... You said you're a, a ball fan, huh? 
-hmm. Okay. <laughs> now, I don't know exactly when someone's in America says you like ball. I don't know what they're talking about, so I'm going to assume it's any ball. Ball, baseball, basketball, football. Yeah, you know, we're sports fans. We don't call them. No, if yeah, you yeah. You're a, If you say you're a ball fan, that means you like man, man testicles. <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> no, no, it's it's a, it's a sports. <laughs> um, how have you never heard of that? <laughs> so we don't say. <laughs> You've not heard that before. It is. People could be a baller. There are phrases that I've heard, but okay, ball. Never, if you say, Are you a ball fan? <laughs> that's not what you I like mean. ball. I, I'm sure I've heard that. <laughs> you like ball? Which ball? <laughs> anyway. All right, all right. You know what? I honestly I'm like not into sports, so maybe I'm just <laughs> Okay, so Joe, I heard you like ball. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> How about I love ball? balls. Wow. <laughs> so this is a uh, memory card for the Nintendo 64. What? That's it's shaped cool. like a baseball. That is so cool. I just acquired that somehow. Someone was just selling really cheap when I bought a pack of N64 games. It has to be NTSC, not PAL, right? Yeah, but it won't matter because um, yeah, yeah, they're, they're not region locked memory cards. Any uh, other one? <laughs> American football. Your pigskin. That's so good. Some nice ball balls fan. you got there, friend. Thanks, <laughs> man. Your ball fan, huh? Big ball I knew fan. Joe would like them. Uh, so yeah, imagine that sticking out of your controller. It's massive. <laughs> That would be funny, dude, with the rumble pack. Sticking out. I have the big ball. Mm -hmm. Big balls. Those are cool. Right. Um, next. Okay, so now I'll go to my Australian collection stuff. This is something on the Wii U that I bought recently that I did not know hmm. uh, existed. It's right. this version of Animal Crossing on the Wii U. Um, the reason what's different about this, I, I never knew this was different to the European version, uh, but I'll just get the other one out. This is the European version, so it looks the same, yeah. But they're different sizes. So if you look yeah. at the thickness... Oh, yeah. So they've got the same content... Uh, yeah, two two amiibos, but mm -hmm. they're just different sizes, and this this doesn't have a top flap either. So, you know, I thought I was done with the Wii U, and then I saw this. Like, oh God, there's a there's another variant of this game. So I've got to get I got something to let you know. So we had a gentleman on our show a couple of weeks ago, Chris from France, and he's just like yourself, mad Wii U collector, has absolutely everything, including like the Assassin's Creed black box and you name it he showed oh, wow. us one of those amiibo packs i think it was from france or germany it was from france and it only had and one it, of them it only had one, one in it and it didn't have the other one and it was a variant that's the one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, this is really rare yeah this is the other european ones there's two european ones this one's rare and worth a lot of money uh 
this one you couldn't give it away. Uh, they was because <laughs> it was the only version. There was no single version, so you know the every game had a, a single oh, game plus okay, a big yeah. box version. But this was only a big box version, and it sold piss all. They were trying to get, shift them for like fifteen pounds very early on, and they just no one was buying them. You could get them everywhere for, for dirt cheap. Uh, but this one, yeah, this was this one's a rare one. So I don't remember where it was released. Oh, USK, maybe it's. Oh no, 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 no. It's, uh, that doesn't mean it's German, because all these big boxes have a USK label on. Uh, must be because they just release them in every region. They don't make a specific uh, version because every game inside these big boxes. Uh, I don't know whether you know on 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 the Nintendo games they have the green. They have a triangle on the bottom left of the spine. They have a, a coloured triangle, and that tells you what re, uh, what country or region it's from. So in the UK, it's a green triangle on the corner. So I, whenever I get a game, I always try to get the green triangle version. Uh, but uh, every country has its own colour. But there's a purple one is Europe, just the Europe version. So they can distribute it to to all the countries, and that's what all the the games in the big boxes. They're all the purple triangle versions. Because they don't make them specifically for a country, uh, because they just want to distribute them. Europe the 3DS wide. is the same, right? With the triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They started with the GameCube. That's where it first oh, started. Okay. So, yeah. So that we didn't get it. In there's Australia. all sorts of colors. Have our little colors ratings. Correct. Them. Yeah, you don't get them in Australia. You just got the uh, the big. Um, the big stick. It's just your rating. your your rating, your uh, the G rating, whatever whatever you call it. Yeah. The, the, uh, like, can you see it? Can you see it, guys? Is that big enough? <laughs> right. So another Australian exclusive, which was uh, I bought this second to last, which I never knew about. I'd already completed the Wii U collection, thinking I'm done. I'm done. I've got the most hardest games, but then I found out this existed. We we seen this one two weeks ago. I love it. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> it's just come out of the woodwork then. That's why. We've got two hardcore yeah. Wii U collectors back. Both mad excited yeah, about I, it too. Like, I did not know about this. Uh, I bought it new. One of the games wasn't sealed, so that was annoying. So I so I had to buy um, another one that was sealed from Australia. Cost me loads, you know, just a normal version. I don't even know if it was supposed to be sealed inside this because, you know, Australian sealed games. Well, not, yeah, in Australia, a lot of our out. games are just sold open. Even brand new games are not sealed. And like, like I try and get my new Pokemon games sealed. The last ones just weren't sealed. Brand new. I pre-ordered them. Every single copy was open. Like that's that's so bad. Even online, when you buy them online, that's how they came. They came open. That's so frustrating, open. dude. I mean, in the UK, if you buy them from a retail shop, physical, they always open them because they keep the discs in the back, and they they put the 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 cases in the front so every every person can stick their dirty, grubby fingers all over your new game. And then they give you the wrong one and pull it new. And oh God, yeah, that's happened before. The wrong game. Oh, that's such a pain. And then yeah, it's completely... a sometimes when you bring it back, you know. I refuse to buy any new games from GameStop. I will not buy anything new. I'll buy used games from them all day and trade in games and stuff. Yeah. 
there's I will not buy anything new because it's just like you know it's not sealed it's been used it's like the missing stuff it might not even have a, an original case it's a joke their definition of new is uh, quite different than mine if there's like a soundtrack or you know a manual in a game their policy is to take it out and put it in a different section of the drawer and all it takes is another employee to be like here's the game it's got the disc that's all you walk out suddenly the special edition is stuck in the drawer and probably gets thrown out you know this happens all the time the other thing as well, lots of people don't know how to care for discs, do they? So you could get some employee doesn't give a crap. He's been sweating all day, just had a sandwich, and then he picks up your disc, thumb on the on the read side, got a big thumb mark on it, and stick it in the case, find where the middle is. Don't you know, I've seen this before. They don't actually just look for the middle and place it in where exactly where the middle is. They slam it down, find it by feel. You know, scratching the, the CD in the process. I mean, they have Blu-rays like, No, there's no standards. You know, they, they haven't got training. Like, you must pick up a disc like this. You know, you must put it, place it properly because people care. It's just, yeah, do what you want. Get out of the drawer. Shove it in. Um, there's a guy that works in one of my price. And he loves doing this. I didn't even do it hard. Oh. He slams the cases down, and I hate it. I, I, I put my can games on the counter, and I see him about to do it. I'll pull them away and hold them. <laughs> oh, God. Why are you slamming my game? That's mine. I'm about to pay for it. It's not yours anymore. Like Yeah. Oh, Jesus, with big, dirty hands. I think um, the worst, the worst game I ever got. Like, <clears throat> one time I ordered a new Switch game from them, and it literally came. I got the cardboard box and inside of it was a cd sleeve with the card in it and that's what i got Whoa. that was my new game it was uh just like a, like <laughs> a like a cd sleeve like for a playstation game with a switch card in it inside a cardboard box no manual well, no am... nothing no case not even the case for the game Jesus. no artwork no nothing. <laughs> that was new i was just like okay that was the last time i literally bought anything from gamestop i haven't bought anything since Oh my god, that's awful. I mean, I understand where the CD sleeve is. That's probably where they keep the games in because they always used to put the uh, the discs in yeah. CD sleeves to keep them in a drawer. So they probably do the same for the Switch. But uh, yeah, some idiot just gave you the full thing. He was probably new, wasn't he? Oh, oh I, I ordered it online. And that's uh, so I came to my house, and then I had to return to. The oh, store. online! Oh my! And, and God. then the people were like, "Well, you know, we consider anything new, even if it's not sealed, and blah blah blah." And I just was like, "Okay, well, I, I disagree, and I like my money back." Yeah. And I, just, I said to them, "I'm like, I just will not purchase new games from you, if that's what you're. I mean, if this is are you? If this is what you think is an acceptable new game, then I just won't shop here. I'm like, I'm not giving you a hard time. Go yeah. ahead, knock yourself out. You want to sell games like this? That's fine. People want to buy them like that. They're happy with this. Totally cool mm. with that. I'm out. I'm gone. Yeah, See you 100%. later, dude. I, I've never bought a game online. It's not been sealed. You know, a new one. Oh, yeah. Uh, here, they're, they're always sealed. And, oh, I and, that, and that didn't happen one, one time, by the way. <laughs> I had like, I had like multiple times because like, I don't, I would only buy on GameStop. They'd have some crazy good deals. They'd be like, you know, some really good deals. So I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll buy these games. But then I realized the reason they're such good deals is they're just selling used crap and pretending it's new. Like, this isn't oh, new. You're lying. Oh. It's just not new. Yeah. Like, so. Going back on what you just said, Joe, how their policy is, even if it's just a, a disc, it's still new. Their policy for pre owned is just as insane. If you trade in sealed games, 
they look at them like they're pre-owned and they sell them like they're pre-owned they're sealed games and they're selling them as pre-owned like yeah. oh my mm-hmm. god <laughs> yeah i remember when uh, I, I went to a trading uh, store it's called cex in uh, in the uk it's probably not anywhere else uh, but all oh, right okay so i went in sony they used to give us free games uh like uh new games and they they gave me little big planet once and uh i used to keep them but for some reason i decided to, to take this to cex and get the money for it instead and i said to him i gave it to the counter brand new i said how much will you give me for this he grabs it off me opens the seal checks the contents looks online he goes i'll give you 15 pounds like you fucking kidding me it's mm. just come out it's it's 50 quid i just couldn't believe it i was so annoyed oh i would have so, killed uh, them for opening you know you yeah their policy is they have to open them because they don't want people faking seals and trading in games yeah which i can kind but, of understand you know but i asked not... him for the price first <laughs> yeah i asked him how much you he'd give me mm. for it he, and he proceeded to open it yeah no oh, I, I just yeah. i'd rather do business on marketplace or something myself i just you know i'll deal with yeah. the inconvenience you, there is a way to make those shops work. Um, for example, GameStop, oh, for used you're clearing for the $30 game, it goes $5, but sex, CEX have a trading price of $15. So you buy all the $5 copies, you sell them all for 15 bucks. You can make it work for yourself, but mm. they usually adapt their prices to eBay or trends after a couple of months, so they catch on to that stuff pretty quickly. It's such a lottery buying from C- CEX online. CEX they don't, they, yeah, they, they don't take any pictures of what the, the second-hand games, so, so they do all, all the, have you looked all recently, the console though? games. Sorry? Have you looked recently? Uh, no. So they, what they've started doing is they've started selling things advertised, complete with artwork and manual, complete with artwork, no manual, disc only, right. and they're all different. Finally. Prices. Yeah, it's only finally. Years. Yeah, because in the past it was always it's boxed or not boxed. Here's the box price. You buy it. It comes to you. No manual. Box is crushed to hell. Um, and then you send it back at their cost. So they must have made such yep. a, a loss because yep. I, I returned so many games through CEX. So many games. It was yeah, you, you take the chance and just think the same game could be recycled constantly it would you know, be because of the condition just they send it out it's crap i don't want it send it back and they do it again send it to someone else it's crap i don't want it and i, I bet even the same person would would, would end up buying the same yep, copy same of the game because they don't know how many copies they've got so they might especially when it comes to rare games that are expensive because people are willing to risk Oh, this is a game I've been after for three years. I'll take the chance on that. You know, yeah. Like, they're hoping on the whole one person who gets it and doesn't return it and just keeps. Yeah, it. and it's terrible business strategy. And but they were doing it for so many years, and no one clicked. Like you're spending loads on postage first for posting posting it out, and then for re- receiving the the item back. So like, how do they get any profit from the games if they're just spending it all on post postage? Uh, and yeah, they've got I've their, had a lot of good stuff I bought from CEX though. 
like a lot yeah, of uncommon titles. Yeah, by chance, isn't it? But yeah, you're right. It's like you buy and, ten games, eight of them rock up complete. You got to return to. Yeah, and it also depends on who the person packaging is, because mm. they might respect games and put them in a box of bubble wrap and everything, or they might not have a clue that these are valuable games and just put them in a cardboard envelope or something. Which I've had, you know, like like the Amazon letter envelope once. You know, just a cardboard envelope, flat. You receive it. The game's been completely crushed. That's what uh, I had to do with these these two games. I ordered both of these from this that online seller, and they both showed up damaged, and I returned them both. And I wrote them on eBay, and I was like, hey, guys, I would love to buy games from you, but could you ship them to me in something stronger than tissue paper because they keep showing up completely yeah. damaged and, and broken? I'm like, I can't see how this is profitable for you guys to ship up broken games that get returned, and I don't want to keep having to buy them hoping they show up good. So I was like, yeah. I said to them, I'm like, I want to buy these two. And I bought another game from them. I'm like, I'll give you extra money if you put them in a box for me. And they were like all embarrassed. They're like, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't, we don't, we won't, uh, we'll ship to you nice. You know, we don't, you don't have to pay anything extra. And so this, these two showed up in, a, in an envelope still, which pissed me off. But they actually took the time to put some freaking bubble wrap in there to protect them, which is like 10, yeah. five cents, a nickel's worth of bubble wrap. Like, yeah. come on. Like, if you're, you know, if you're somebody who has like five games you're selling on eBay and you're never going to sell anything again, I don't care what you do. But if you're like a claim to be someone who sells games on eBay, you should be able to throw some freaking bubble wrap. I mean, I'm not exactly, even, I, yeah. I sell like five, six games a year, dude. And guess what? I have a fucking thing of bubble wrap. <laughs> like, come on, yeah. man. You know what I mean? It depends on the item, too. If you're selling a $5 sport game, no one cares. But if you're selling collectible sealed games, the person buying them is probably buying them because they're collectible sealed games and they want them in the condition. Yeah, but to be fair, it it is pretty standard for a new game to come in uh, a jiffy bag, a bubble wrap uh, Mm -hmm. package rather than a box. No one sends modern games uh, boxed. So I I don't really blame them for sending it to you in a how they did because everyone does uh... that. It's it's uh, it's really just the old games that that people should know uh, that these are prone to getting damaged, especially the cardboard games. So you need to box them up. The newer games they do they are sturdier, they are stronger, and they do tend to uh, make it through so the, the best, post. Um... The best have you seen there's like these like cardboard sleeve things i've got my games in and those seem to be the best they're like not bubble wrap and they're like stiff they're semi-sturdy i get them from europe all the time like um uh, from like uh, rare waves uses them and a few other companies they're the but best they're skinny, like they're tiny yeah they're yeah. still skinny and they're still cheap and but like they're sturdy like i don't know what it is but like if i get my games in those things they're fucking fine but when people just use the regular bubble mailers First of all, the disc is always loose, 100, 110% of the time. If it's in a bubble mailer, that thing's been shaken around, flipped uh, around. It's always a loose disc, which is fine because I can, I know how to fix that. But like, um, it's it's way more likely to be damaged if it comes in one of those stupid little wrappers. Well, Joe, from the other hand in Australia, so from my perspective as a seller, um, it costs me $2.40 to send the game in one of those bubble mailers. But if I do want to send a game in a box, it's ten dollars eighty or something. So it's like mm. a significant price difference. So I'm only sending those yeah. games like forty dollars and up in in boxes. Or if someone's doing an order where it's four or five games and I can combine it. 
I don't need a box. I just need a piece of five cents worth of bubble wrap, wrap the game, and then put it in the bubble mailer. And then that makes yeah, so it okay. Bubble wraps are the you limit here is two centimeters. And if you put bubble wrap around the game and put it in one of these, it's like 2.5. So yeah, you, same you, here. Yeah, so bubble so yeah. the mailer and the game is the maximum limit. Your mailing just must be a pain in the ass thing because I don't it's, it's the same, those issues here. Same here, Joe. It's the I same mean, here. I, if, I don't have any problems. It's we we get we get a lot of It's got to be it's got to be post office. I'll be right back. I could okay. prepay for a label, and like as long as I give that guy that label, it could be in an envelope, a box. It doesn't matter. He just he it, it goes by weight. All oh, right. You don't give a shit of how big it is. It just, it just goes oh, by yeah. it's, unless I'm it's assuming I'm, if I brought in like a giant ass box, I'm sure that would be an issue. But like, I've never had anybody charge me more or give me a hard time because I put some bubble wrap in my thing. <laughs> this thing here for a letter gauge. And if it doesn't fit through there, they won't allow it. So, like, yeah, this is a bubble yeah, wrap. Something similar. Yeah. So, same here. Uh, our. If, and that, yeah, that, if, if you right there, it's it's there's no gap, so it's literally the maximum it can be. So if you got bubble wrap, yes, it won't be in there. So you'd have to yeah. pay ten bucks for that, wouldn't you? You'd have to pay ten dollars, and if you're That's selling a game for ten dollars, there's no dude. point. You know. Yeah, yeah we've got that thing. We have there's a little scale, and he just puts it on the scale, and he goes, okay, boop boop doop, and then that's yeah, it. America's different. And oh. then Joe's people America. in America aren't paying, oh, yeah. so Joe can get angry when <laughs> he knows that you know it's the same price. So it's, it's completely different. Yes, I could yeah. understand if it goes from a two dollars to ten dollar fee to ship it. I understand but, that, but to me, in my mind, like, I'm like, you're just, you're, you're just freaking, you know, dude. Put a little, put some tissue paper in it. God, yeah, it's, it's like uh, but I have ten dollar option in a box or free With, as a bubble mailer, you know. Hmm. When people send an N64 game in a bubble mailer, they they think they're saving price. Uh, they think they're sa saving money, but they're not. That uh, you may as well stick it in a box because yep. you're, you're going to pay the same postage uh, price because it's too the the size of an N64 game is too thick to to then that 2.5 centimeter limit. So so they may as well put it in a box and i've said to them before like I, I always tell people send it in a box whenever i buy off ebay i always message them please send it in bubble wrap and in a strong box because mm -hmm. most of the time you won't get it if you don't ask mm -hmm. and um but people don't realize how easy it is you can get any box like even a cereal box or something yeah. and just put the mailer inside there you don't need to have the bubble wrap just put the mailer in it mm -hmm. because that's enough protection that has bubble wrap in it box. yeah exactly or even the opposite, extra. put the box inside the mailer and still send it in the mailer. So, you know, if you want to send it in the mailer, that's fine. Just have a box inside the mailer and my item inside the box. Yeah. Uh, one time when I bought from the CEX, they, uh, they, someone had a brilliant idea of, uh, I bought an N64 cartridge and they, they, had, they put it on a piece of card and then they put some um, cling film over it to to hold it in place. Then they put it inside a mailer. And, um, you know, I didn't think it was necessary, but at least it kept it in, in place and it didn't wobble around. But they also did the same for a boxed game. So they so they put the boxed game on, on top of a, a piece of cardboard, got cling film, wrapped it over, completely crushed the box... 
then put it in the mail and sent it to me. It's like, you've just wrecked it yourself, you idiots. Just <laughs> yeah, Marty, hundred percent. I kid you not. I've had a game like this sent to me in a two dollar twenty mailer where they've just crushed the box down, oh, and that would have cost more as well, like, wouldn't it? I'm getting a full refund because that's how eBay works. I'm sorry. Yeah. But you just fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's your responsibility to make sure it gets to the to the user okay, isn't it? It has so to get to the user I'll... in the same condition that was in the photos. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And they they can't uh, you know get an insurance refund either from the from the mailing company because it was their mess up. You've got to make sure you've done everything correct. Because if it arrives broken, it's your fault, not the mailing company. I mean, you, you, all sorts of things can happen on in transit, can't they? I've, I've seen, like, bloody massive stab marks with a screwdriver and stuff. You know, just mm -hmm. you need to make as much space as you can away from the, from the edge of the box to avoid anything sharp knocking into it. Uh, but anyway, I'll go back to my uh, games. There's still a couple more I wanted to show you. Mm hmm Oh, uh, oh, oh, we got yeah, so I'll just uh, before I do it, in so I've got a full N64 collection, right? Boxed, uh, UK releases only, uh, because there are there's about five Australian only releases, and I thought I'm, uh, you know, it, I'm not going for them. They're they're super expensive because they were only released in Australia. Um, so I've. And one of them was, was Snowboard Kids 2. And last time I looked, it was £700. And that was a few years ago before the like three, recent price hike. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I, I'd probably say about 1000 But I don't I don't know. I haven't checked. Yeah, I know. Last I was I thought, oh, really? My God. Yeah. But I decided, right, I'm not paying £700 for a game. So, yeah, Australian's off limits to me. Uh, I, it doesn't mean anything to me, you know. I could, I wouldn't it doesn't exist, as some people say. Yeah, I, I did the same with the NES collection. It's like UK releases only. Uh, uh, can I just uh, interrupt for a second, Mark? Is that um, UK and Australia, is that called PAL-A or something, or PAL-B? Is that how it works? On the NES, yes. Uh, the releases for UK and Australia and Italy are PAL-A. Every every other European country is Pal B, and they had slightly different uh, style boxes. But, but it says on the front uh, Pal A and Pal B on on the bottom of the the box, and also on the cartridge itself. But you can't play Pal A games on a Pal B machine, so I don't know why they separated the regions. And what's really strange as well. Like, because you know where it says like Palais and stuff on on the cartridge label, some of the early uh, UK ones say Eng slash Fre, as in English stroke French. French. Yep. So, but France is a Pal B region, so I don't know why they did that. So, <laughs> and, and, yeah. Oh my and god! Early, to English-speaking French people in <laughs> yeah. who don't live but, in France. Yeah, but it wasn't French language. It would just say uh, French as well. But it's, it was like a Canadian. Yeah, again, they they wouldn't have worked in Canada. They're NTSC. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but people, the, uh, from people who lived in Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the original the, the first black box uh, NES games they were uh, the front would say it would be in Italian and English uh, on the box itself. It would be split between Italian and English. But the game inside inside would be English French, but it wouldn't work in France. <laughs> so, yeah, it's what? really messed up. <laughs> but, uh, the, the gentleman we had on a couple of weeks ago, Chris, only collects Pal B, and he's a French collector, so it makes sense. Right? Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, and th they've got a bigger library, uh, but you can get some games easier with them. Um, yeah, so the games I got for the N64, I managed to get Snowboard Kids 2, which is this one. They both look so nostalgic right now. You showed me a video game store from like 1998 right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, actually, yeah, it's this one. Right, so what this is, I, got, I managed to get this cheap. I got it for £200, both of these. They are from Blockbuster. So they are the original box. Well, so they're video cases mm -hmm. uh, with, and they cut up the original boxes and put them over mm -hmm. the video case and put, put the sleeves inside and then just the cartridge uh, inside on its own. No instructions. I don't remember. They might have even cut out some of the instructions and put them on the inside. Yeah, they used to cut them out and they would glue them on the inside page. And if yeah, you rip the instructions that. off, it would be like a twenty dollar fee. But I think that's pretty cool because it's, it's rarer than the original Snowboard mm -hmm. Kids too, and I got it super cheap as well. Correct me if I'm wrong, it. Marty, but they were only sold at Blockbuster in Australia, right? They weren't sold retail. Um, Is that how, or was that? Am I thinking? I don't know how they were sold, but did Blockbuster sell complete games? No, they didn't sell games. They just had them as rentals. But when Blockbuster went out of business, they sold all their video games. So that's how they Well, well in that case, no, because you can buy the fully boxed versions. You know, they're not... I, I might be thinking of an Ameri North American... You're thinking of a Clayman sculptor. Clay, yeah. Clay Fighter. Clay Fighter. Clay, yeah, Clay Fighter. Oh, I said. Yeah, Think of yeah that's correct. That's why you can't get a boxed version of Clay Fighter. Yeah. Uh, Oh, and okay. getting a manual is even harder than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was a pretty cool one. Um, but I've got one other Australian-only game because it crossed my path by luck. Uh, it's some baseball game. Uh, maybe Ken Griffey Jr. or something. It never got a UK release. Um, Doesn't ring a bell at all. Might, might not be Ken Griffey, um, but that, that's what, what's coming into my mind. Not cricket? Baseball. No, no, it's, it's baseball. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Baseball. Yeah. I've got to say, uh, baseball games in general are bloody awful. Like, I can't think of one that I actually like. What about you, Joe? Since you like ball, you're a ball fan, huh? <laughs> you're a ball fan. Uh, <laughs> you know me. Man, ball, ball. <laughs> the best baseball games are on the Neo Geo. Baseball supervisors. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, bases loaded. Bases loaded, really good. And then it's like I can't remember the name of where you'll play like like robotic baseball game. But yeah, like I like the baseball games on the Neo Geo CD. Is that the ones that are like um almost like more rhythm games than baseball games? 
Mm, no, I think you just you just so. you just hit the button when it comes. It just, out. It's it just, just like super it looks rad. awesome. Yeah, it just looks rad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like the, the soccer the soccer games on the Neo Geo. They're awesome as well because they're just way yeah. over the top. Yeah, yeah, they are really cool. Just loads of fun. Yeah, so that's I mean, all, all any sports games that I like are going to lean towards more the arcadey side than a um, like a sim type thing. So if you're like really into baseball and you want to manage a team and you're really into the current league and trading players, I'm sure that the new games are better than the Neo Geo yeah. games. But for me, I like the arcadey stuff. I prefer that. Yeah, like, I ca I can't play a modern basketball game. They are just gonna be aging. way too yeah. complicated. Mm -hmm. I just can't. I just don't know what to do. It's just. So That's how I feel when I play Madden. Like if I play Madden, I'm like, bro, I'm not learning. Yeah, I, don't, I don't understand Madden because I don't understand American football. But it's, oh, I, you know, I, I get I, it I, enough. I but game, it, I'd be able to play it. But no. If I play against someone who knows how to play Madden, it's just I'm getting my fate. I'm getting destroyed. Like I can play my friends who don't know what the hell they're doing, or the computer on easy or whatever. But like playing anyone who knows what they're doing, it's so complicated, dude. And there's so much to know. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just not good at this. I love I like uh, hockey games though. I do love hockey games. I was yeah. just about to say that. I was yeah, just about I love to say that. Yeah. Games. Even the sim hockey. realistic ones, I like them. Either one. Well, to me, uh sim ones I still can't get into because I could barely score, but the arcadey ones I think mm -hmm. are absolute loads of fun. Even NHL the three, three ones so and stuff. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NHL yeah. hits. Uh, the um, one is the one that's uh so good because you could play three on three in that one. I think the PS2 one. You could only do two on two, I think. Could be wrong about uh, that. Nagano Winter Olympics on the uh, on the N sixty four. That's a three on three hockey game. That's really good. That's oh, one of my so favorite fun. games. Yeah, dude, I yeah. love hockey games. Yeah, those are just good good times. Brilliant. I love these games. Uh, and I, I find there's so many people out there that you can just pick up and play FIFA, and it doesn't matter how many years you've had break, you just remember how to play it. I'll tell you what's a funny game to play in uh, when you're playing a local co-op. I mean, I, I always love to pick up a, a football game um, because yeah, an old one, an arcade-style one, and we all don't know the controls. We're all working out the controls at the same time. I absolutely love those games because no one knows the way to score. Yeah, because there's always one way to score on those games. And you just end up repeating the same thing over and over, winning 20-0 because... You, you just know that one way that always yeah. goes in. Yeah. That's on uh, hockey games. That's what always happens. Is I figure out some cheesy ass one timer that always works, <laughs> and you just keep going yeah. it over and over and over. And with hockey like games, it's, it's pretty much universal. With hockey games, it's pass it across across the keeper, and the other person whacks it in one time. It's always like go to the side, hit it across, the other person whacks it into the corner. Yeah, it's pretty much. I mean, if it used to be like that. Up until the modern one, where you could always do the two players break through, and then you press triangle to give it to the other player, just as the goalkeeper's there, and it's always a goal. Where in real life that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what one other game, type of game which I love playing uh, is wrestling games where no one knows the controls. Oh. Yeah, that's super fun. <laughs> or like USA, <laughs> Everyone's just mashing the buttons. Control. And then for some reason, one person is absolutely dominating. Yeah, and then <laughs> you they don't know why. You're both flashing. And they're like, oh, my <laughs> God, you just gave me a diamond cutter. How did you do yeah. that? <laughs> and then and then, so, so someone's got full energy. Someone's got zero energy. And then you get to that point where no one knows how to pin 
<laughs> like, finish it. To how finish do you it pin? Off. How do yeah. you pin? You just yeah. keep trying to like do submissions. Yeah. You like stop. I'm trying to pin, and you just yeah. put them in exactly. Submission. And everyone's Elbows out of energy. Every time. Or pick them up. Yeah, I don't want to pick them up. I want to pin him. What I love about that, Marty, is it gets to the point where both people are that hurt. So that funny. It doesn't matter if you've dominated for the last half an hour. The other person has to pin you once and you lose. Whoever figures it out first, exactly. Or, or they catch up. They have enough time to catch up and knock your energy down when you've when you deleted their energy like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> they just get the odd punch in. <laughs> I'd always try and take someone out of the ring and do like hit them at seven seconds and then run back in the ring and they get timed out because they're just laying there for another oh, couple of God, seconds. Yeah, <laughs> the cheese. Uh, yeah. Uh, wrestling games are so much fun. They really Wrestling are. games went to always. shit. The last couple have been brilliant. They've come back WWE. Oh, really? Yeah, the last two WWE games, especially the last one, was absolutely brilliant. The N64 ones are, are renowned for being really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah games. Yeah. The, I used to play that uh, WCW versus NWO. Revenge. A lot. Yeah, Revenge. Yeah. That, that was my favorite. A lot of people like No Mercy the best, but I always liked Revenge. What, what I like about those games, they are actually skill based. There's no cheesing. Mm-hmm. There's no, uh, you know, whoever's fastest on the button. That, you know, it's. It's, it's all based on strategy, yeah, and you know exactly what you're doing. I found when I when I was playing the PlayStation WWF games that it was kind of like I wasn't a hundred percent doing what I wanted to do. You know, it's kind of like yeah, you might you might pull it off, you might not. You know, it's... Uh, I definitely feel once you get good, you are really good at those games. It does have the whole like skill base, mm. but uh, you're right though; it has the whole like spam the X button to get out of it and all that shit. Basically. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, wrestling games—they they are, they are funny. Uh, they're always a good laugh. There's, um, a, I've, I've talked about it before, but there's a new—I um, think it's called WWF Legends—and it's like a new game based the one with off the, the, the big engine. No, 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 no. This is it. No, this I is basically you... a, a new game that they made using the N64 games engine, and then they added the oh. roster from. Like every single wrestler you would want from like 1980 to like 2000 or something like that. It's got the but the every wrestler you would ever want in it. And it's on Steam. It's not That's like a amazing. physically released game or anything. It's just a digital game. It's like a, a hacked game or something like that. But it's it's uh, it's supposed to be like the the, the best too. So if you're really into the are N64 they, games, I'd recommend checking it out. Are they licensed uh, or are they modded the um, the wrestlers? For sale legally, so I'm assuming. Well, well, nice, well what know. I'm saying is, like, are they already in the game and have been or licensed? Do you have to, by the company, you have to make or them? can you just yeah. mod, you know, just download some mods that people have made? It's probably that. Uh, it's probably that. I because yeah. a lot of the times you have to be create the person that you want and stuff like that. So I bet it's like yeah. that you have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, made a mod to download every blah 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 that you can import into the game and. There would be yeah. step-by-step guides on how to do it and things Mr. like that. Mr. Perfect will come after you if you put him in a game and you don't pay him. So, you know what I mean? Ted DiBiase, he wants to get paid. You yeah. better not put him in a game without paying him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right. Um, what you got? So, the next game. Well, this is my last game I want to show you. This is nothing oh, yeah, special. Nice. Really. It's, it's Christmas night. Okay. Just like, 
explain what it is. This was basically a demo game of Knights mm -hmm. that came free in magazines. Mm -hmm. um, and it's basically just the first level of Knights. And, but it's themed on Christmas. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the graphics are all changed around Christmas. I'm not sure if you have to play on Christmas Day to get that theme. Because I know the theme changes if you play on New Year's Day. Hmm. So this is something I was going to play um, this Christmas because I recently played the original uh, Nights. This was my first time I played a, a playthrough of it. I've, I've dabbled in it before, but I never understood the game. And to be honest, I, it took me a long time to understand the game this time. I had to really read through the through the guide. Um, so thanks for that. Sega Saturn. Oh, he's my friend. I know. I know this guy. Um, so it's in, in in the Japanese bundles as well. Uh, but yeah, the the original game is is really obscure. I had to read guides just to understand how to play it. It's mm. so weird the way you have to get a certain amount of score. The way that you build up your score, it's just not intuitive at all. It's not like a, a case of try and do it as quickly as possible, try and get the, the time bonus and all that. It's, it's just very strange how, how it plays, not, nothing like any other game. Uh, but yeah, I tried to play this over Christmas and it didn't work. Oh. So, yeah, and this... Is it expired or I, something? I'm very, it, it was from someone that I already bought from. I'm not sure if you can see if there's a bit of... Uh, there's a bit of something at the top there. Oh, yeah, there. yeah. I don't know if that's disc rot or something, but that's the first time I've ever seen disc rot in real life. You know, I've always heard the warnings for years, like, oh, your games are going to break. They're going to have disc rot. I've been going through my Saturn games, and all of them have worked. You know, every game has worked from, from that era, except for this. But Are you going to try and clean I, it through a machine or something? Yeah, and I have actually got a professional disc cleaning machine. Uh, which I have already tried, but I need to get some new pads so so I can try them again. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to work because of that that thing that looks like disc rot. But you know, this isn't a game that I had myself. I, I bought it in a in a bundle once with someone who didn't really look after their discs. So, but I am surprised this is the only one after all this time. You know, uh, after all the warnings, I don't know if you guys have heard about it before. The, the yeah, disc yeah, 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 I've heard about it. Um, I haven't. I've seen games that I've bought that have had disrupt because you know, oh, I left them out in the sun and blah blah blah. And I, like I've seen disrupt on CDs and games before, but I've never had a game from my collection have disrupt. Yeah, but the, yeah, they do last a long time as well. So it, you know, it's, it's a good job that they do because it's always been on the back of my mind: are these games going to be worthless one day? You know. Uh, is there an expiry date on our games? Like, yeah, I mean, there, there is. There, you know, uh, technically is. So they, they're all going to succumb someday. Um, but they're all at different times because if you look after yours in good humidity and without sunlight, yeah. it's going to last a hell of a lot longer than someone who doesn't. And yeah, it's going to be worth more because people will be looking for games in that condition in a certain amount of time and different things like that. Yeah, I believe Blu-rays uh, are supposed to last longer. I, I might be remembering this wrong, but uh, the, yeah, no, I've heard the same. CDs yeah. are going to have this rot where Blu-rays are meant to last longer. But, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things that we don't really know until 
the future to see how things turn out. Yeah. And the disc cleaning machine as well, um, that takes a layer off the, the disc. So you've only got a certain amount before it gets through to the data layer. So you can't keep cleaning the discs. And I, I assume once you've done it once or twice, they're probably going to die out quicker than uh, fully skinned games. Yeah, I've tried. I've got a disc cleaner too, and I've saved countless games. But I've also had games that kind of work, and then I've cleaned them enough times, and now they don't work. And it's like, oh, well, yeah. I tried to save that one, couldn't save him. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, I've got a, de a pretty decent disc cleaner. I've not really seen the, the benefits of it. It's not that good. But I've seen what a professional disc cleaner can do, because there used to be companies where you could send off your discs. And I remember I um, I bought Street Fighter 4 for the uh, Xbox 360. And my mum walked into the room and she tripped on a cable and knocked the Xbox over. This was on the first day it was, you know, it was released. Knocked it over and the laser burnt a massive line in into the disc. And uh, the disc was rude. Yeah. yeah. So I... I sent it off to a disc cleaning company and it came back perfect absolutely perfect so for these machines they cost thousands you know uh and there's just there's no value in them now is there you're not going to spend like thousands and i didn't buy mine until i had a tub of games that was like a thousand dollars worth of scratch games and you know the machine was like 600 bucks so it paid for itself and it did it generally did because it was all ebay stock yeah. but was all like Mario Karts and Mario Parties and Mario this and Sonic that and Zelda this Wii games or you know for mainly Wii and 360 because you don't get scratch Blu-rays which is pretty cool. Is that true? Yeah, you don't. They don't scratch. Uh, I, I I wouldn't say they don't scratch, but um, if you ever get like a dollar PS3 game that's like a Move Sports or something that doesn't, yeah, you know, super cheap, grab a screwdriver and give it a go and. Be like oh that's <laughs> generally like really hard to scratch these discs so it's oh that's yeah. good i didn't know that so uh, P ps5 games are blu-ray aren't they yeah yeah mm -hmm. do you know what with the uh when i got my ps5 i stood it up put the game in and it didn't work i was like what the hell's going on uh, yeah put it in the wrong way it's just not how you'd expect I had to it's Google good. the correct way to put a disc in because I wasn't sure whether oh. you know, I tried both ways. I wasn't sure which was working. It's like I've never had to do that. It's just not the way you'd expect to put the disc in. When it's when it's down, it makes sense because uh, you, the label's on. But when it's standing up, it looks like you're supposed to put it in the other way, not away from the. Yeah. from the uh i know it's so console. weird it makes no sense yeah that's what it is. <laughs> so that, yeah that's a weird one i'm a tech guy as well yeah ps5 the whole sony design team is out of their mind this this generation like i'm sorry but like i do not like how the ps5 looks or how the slim looks or how the poor no, looks dude. or how like i just don't like it dude you get the pro to bring it all together guys Put out a nice pro and <laughs> especially in P a PlayStation consoles or PS2, and they've only gotten worse since then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the PS3 Fat was a sleek looking console, it's just a tank, yeah, but it was too big, like, yeah, it was just too a big. tank, but it does look cool. It's, it's, yeah, 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 look, that's cool. But having a George Foreman grill sitting on your yes, mm -hmm. it's just too much. 
I yeah, love the place- um, the PS1 mini and the PlayStation 2 Slim, like the smaller consoles. Both of those, like, I love oh, those. PS2 I Slim. love I love the PS1 with the screen attachment, like those little ones. Mm. Those are freaking I awesome. really like the PS3 Super Slims where you can just slide up in the case and everything yep. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the colored ones. I did like them. I thought they were uh, cheap. They felt flimsy. Yeah, I, I like that, Marty, uh, because they have less things that can go wrong with them, and I like that. Yeah, like the bigger hard drive. You're never gonna have a disc stuck in one of those PS3s, you know. I've had. I was uh, where the disc has got. Yeah, true. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised by uh, how small the PS4 was on release. Mm -hmm. That that was a lot smaller than I expected. I love the PS4. I think it looks sharp. I think the PS4 Pro looks nice too. It's very simple, but I think it looks really good. Yeah, I mean. I'd say you can put things. You shouldn't, but you know it's flat, so you can put something on top of it. Not that you should. I mean, it still it still gets me how insane is the, the size of the Switch. You know, it's still a tiny console, isn't it? And yeah. it's got a screen in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how the hell does it do all what it does? It's nice to be able to just sit on your desk, and it's almost like it's not there. I have it in front of a monitor, and it doesn't take away any of the view of the monitor where the yeah. ps5 is behind the monitor because it's bigger than the monitor <laughs> yeah yeah just think oh my god yeah the size like having another I'm just looking at them now yeah just the size difference you could probably fit how many 20 30 switches in a in a ps5 <laughs> it's it's which means yeah yeah you get up there it's, that much difference so you know what they can cram in a switch is absolutely amazing because there's no way the ps5 is that much more powerful so, yeah, well, guys, on that way, we might call this one a show marty it's always good to have yeah. you on the show man thanks so much for coming back on yeah man that's fun you're welcome yeah i enjoyed it good uh, chat and if you guys haven't already jump over to marty's youtube channel and drop a sub i've got the um the link in the description you're um please do thank you mm-hmm. Yep, and if you're watching the podcast here, make sure you like, share, and like, and subscribe, and all that stuff here as well. Thanks for having me, guys. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Cheers. Bye. Peace. You found the coolest place to be.